Welcome to Bottled Soccer Talk. My name is Nestor. I'm joined here by Henry, and this is number 31. Yes, sir. 31. Big Edder God for me. Oh, Edder? Uh, I was going to say uh, Nemanja Matic. Nemanja Matic. Good shout. There's also uh, Guaita, the goalkeeper from Crystal Palace, Hmm. and... There's probably a few more, yeah. but uh, yeah, episode 31. Um, 31. Reggie uh, Miller. Reggie Miller, too? Damn, that one just came by. Yeah. <laughs> wow. You know, just being past 30, it's a pretty big deal, you know? I think so, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty pretty good milestone. Yeah, um, anyway, plenty of football to talk about. Lots happened over uh, the past week since we last spoke, since we last met. Um Anything you want to get off your chest before we start on the uh, Premier League review and preview? No. Um, I mean, I, I will just say um, I haven't been this delighted with uh, our positioning on the table. It's been a while. And, and the fact that we're starting to, for myself as a City fan, we're starting to get our fixtures and catch up to the rest of the league. It's looking uh, it's looking promising. But, yeah, I'm excited to talk about the games in, in totality. Uh, yeah, yeah, City's in the driver's seat uh, just because of that one game in hand that you guys have. It helps a little bit, but you, like you said before, it's also it's a double-edged sword. Um, but I think the way the guys are motivated now, I think anything in sight right now is is um, mm-hmm. you know something they're going for the kill, and we saw that today. Yeah, I think I think beyond everything else, City's playing with a ton of confidence. Mm-hmm. Like from from goalkeeper up to front. Mm-hmm. Front is a little shaky, but that's, you have plenty of attacks. Yeah, you have plenty of attack to make up for it. It's, you're not necessarily going to get it from your striker, mm-hmm. and we'll get into it with the with the city game yeah. once we get to it. So uh, yeah, let's let's go off with the um, the review, and then we can you know just shoot the shit, man. Yes, sir. What a week. All right, so we'll start off with um, Thursday's match from last week. Arsenal hosting Crystal Palace, to London clubs. Uh, yes, Arsenal's sir. been on a pretty good streak, though. Yeah. But the game ended up in donuts. Draw. Um, I don't... I know I saw it, but I don't really... It wasn't a memorable It wasn't match. one of those that yeah. you're going to carry for a whole week with you. you uh, it's it's a good good point for, for Palace and yeah. good point for Arsenal. You know, actually, they should really be getting three, but the fact that they're unbeaten and... Uh, the most recent matches they've been playing, the last four, I want to say, mm-hmm. including Cup. I think it's a good sign for them, and they're hitting a, a really good uh, curve at the moment. Um, most, More importantly, not so much this game because nobody scored, but Aubameyang and Lacazette are constantly at least getting opportunities to score. So that's mm-hmm. a big improvement of what was happening 10 weeks ago or, you know, around that time. So, yeah, promising result for, for both clubs, really. Yeah. Yeah, and it's an improvement because... I don't know, maybe a month and a half ago, Arsenal might have lost this one. Yeah, for sure. So they, they I think, including the other, was it Sunday's or Monday's match? Against City? Yeah, or I think it's, um, Palace against City? or No, um, Arsenal. Uh, They're about, oh, we'll get to it one, because I know they played another game. Oh, they played again on Monday yeah. against Newcastle, and right. that was a standard routing. So. Yeah. Yeah, we'll get to that. Mm-hmm. And then on Saturday, uh, Wolves hosting West Brom. This I woke up to this. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know when you wake up in the morning on a weekend and you just go back to sleep? Yeah. I always check the scores. And, uh, yeah, West Brom was beating uh, Wolves 3-2. Mm-hmm. That one surprised me. Yeah. I don't think yeah. I don't think West Brom have scored three goals all season in a, in a match. 
it's it's hard to think of. Um, yeah, not they don't score three too often. They don't. They probably will never score three from open play. And to, in this game, it was two penalties. Two penalties. Yeah. Uh, and then Ajayi, who's more of a target man, you know, when he's scoring. Good good result for West Brom. I mean, I'd almost. I think we probably both predicted Newcastle. I mean, sorry, uh, Wolves to win this. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, good result for the Baggies. Yeah, the last time they scored three goals was against uh, Chelsea in uh, November 26. And they were all from open play. Well, I guess like it could one could have been from a set piece. At <laughs> least I know it had to be. These these yeah. guys don't have scintillating football, but yeah, no, no, for sure. I think <laughs> the point stands is that they're a garbage ass team that happened to get a win against a decent team. Well, at least with with Billich, they were scoring from open goal, open play a little more probably than yeah. now. But yeah, uh, good result for for West Brom and Wolves. Just kind of continue to show us that they're not really the wolves that we've come to like watching you know in the past two years yeah um and well, I, you're missing jota and 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 even now uh, raul jimenez raul jimenez yeah those are uh, those are two big losses i can't really what else did they lose I'm, I'm forgetting somebody they lost uh 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 i'm forgetting his name starts with a d doherty right didn't he go somewhere um Hmm. Um, besides him, I can't really think of anybody else. Um, yeah, I'm drawing a blank. Yeah, I mean, that's mostly everybody that they lost. But Diogo Jota and Raul Jimenez were where a lot of the goals were coming in from uh, last season. So Yeah, but, they were linking up really well, yeah. complementing of each other's styles. On, on the other hand, though, the, the addition of Polense and uh, Neto have been great for them. They just have nobody to work with um, at, the, at, at the front. I think Fabio Silva is still too young to take over that role. And he's, he's getting a lot little, of playing time, too. He is. He's scoring, though. He's scoring in this match. But, you know, uh, you, you'd kind of want him to score more. Um, but he's still very young. Yeah. So Yeah, I'm not sure I'm totally convinced by him. And he's like really highly touted too. He's like really well spoken of people. Yeah, yeah. He has a, a an he's established like a reputation. Kid for Portugal. Yeah, Portugal and, and for Porto, you know, one of the biggest clubs in yeah. Portugal. So yeah, I think he'll come good. He scored a decent goal in the box. I actually did see the goal. Great hair. Yeah, uh some some more, you know, retro hair. Reminds me of uh, you know, Forlan and uh Van Nistelrooy, players like that. They used to rock the long looks. Uh but yeah, yeah. man. Three to two, West Brom win. Yeah, uh, a rare win for them. Yeah, the next one was surprising too. For yeah, me. yeah, Leeds are on a bit of a uh, of a slide. Yeah, uh, Brighton beats Leeds, uh, one to zero. Um, I don't, I can't say I saw this one though. No, I didn't either, man. I'm, um, I actually would have watched it probably. I just wasn't. I don't because both sides play good football. Yeah, they both play pretty good. Maybe football. maybe it was worth watching. Yeah, Shit. it's, it's uh, what's his name, Graham Potter. He, you know, has one of the more, uh, you know, good attacking sides and mm-hmm. from the lower half. So I always love watching teams like that. Leeds is another one of them. Sheffield was that last season. This season, it's just not the best. So, yeah, a really valuable three points for, for Brighton. Yeah, and really it gets them that. out of the, you know, they're still in the relegation zone, but those three points get them uh, five points clear of uh, 18th place, mm. Fulham. Or I'm sorry. That that was before. So whatever. Well, no, there's no change because Fulham played. 
I know I'm probably sounding confusing right now. And mm-hmm. then, um, all right, so moving on from that match, we have West Ham hosting Burnley. Yeah. And that, that's one that I'm not going to sit back and say I'm going to watch that. Um, well, 1-0 win, West Ham. Miguel Antonio, man. Yeah, he's he's been really good for them, man. Um, I think he's back. That was his first game back in um, about yeah. two months or so. Yeah, yeah. For me, one of my favorite uh, hold-up strikers in... In the league, it reminds me almost of Lukaku. And I like his game. Ability. I like I like uh, Mikel Antonio's game. Yeah, and for me, like I've been waiting for him to elevate to the to the spot where he can join a big club, and I, I would like City to go for him. I've said this. I've tweeted this before. The tweets out there probably tweeted this like last year, maybe like September, because we need a target man, and I'd love for him to come, um, because he wouldn't come for a big price, because he's not as highly touted as. Lukaku, Haaland. Of course not, yeah. You know, all those guys. So, yeah, yeah, a really solid player, and he scored again. We'll, we'll discuss that in a little bit. Um, but, yeah, good, good result for West Ham and Burnley. You know, more often than not, we're usually kind of pulling for them to lose. I'm not a big fan. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But, you know, yeah. after that, uh, I don't know if you have any more two cents on that game. No, no. The next match was Fulham against Chelsea. 1-0 win for the... The Chelsea boys in the West London Derby. And I did watch this one. I'm actually paying a pretty close attention to uh, Chelsea. Sorry, Bert. Uh, to uh, Chelsea. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just want to see what they're about. And week in, week out, they're showing us that they're not really about it in terms of being a top team this season. Yeah, not this season, yeah. I know, we, we rail on them a lot. But a team like Chelsea, with the quality that they have, against 10 men, shouldn't be struggling. Now, yeah. Fulham, Fulham's a tricky team. They're, not, they're yeah. not the easiest team to beat. They're a good uh, team. They're in relegation zone at the moment. Um, but they have a good manager. Their players are actually pretty decent. Yeah. And one of the uh, breakout stars of the season, Anthony Robinson. Yeah. Um, but they played a whole half without him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he had a little mental lapse in the first half. Got got let the frustration I think get to him. He was kind of bickering with with Mason Mount, and then he goes in and slides uh, Chilwell. It was a dirty play, but I've seen some of those not called by the way this yeah, season. Yeah, and there was there was a a lot of discussion about how um, the the scissor on um, it was uh, it wasn't Chilwell. It was um, Aspiculeta. Aspic. Oh yes, yeah. so, Aspilicueta. Aspilicueta. Yeah, 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 yeah. Said I always, I keep saying Chilwell because he looks like him in that. It's just in the brief. Film. Like, like from far. Yeah. If you yeah. squint your eyes a little bit. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But um, yeah, that was that was dirty. Um, but it was a know, tough that, one, and uh, and immediately everyone's like, "Well, look at Walcott." Yeah. I think you even told me that. Yeah, well, and that's just Walcott's, one example. Too, yeah, Walcott was was egregious. It was yeah. It was pretty obvious that he should have been sent off for that. It was Stuns a forward tackle yeah. backwards or from the back. Um. Yeah, uh, it's it's tough, you know, and you you chalk that up to youth. He shouldn't be doing that though. As yeah. one of the top left backs, one of the more important players for his for his team. Yeah. Um. It's it's not above anybody though. You see it all the time. I mean, like Kyle Walker gets a silly red card like that. You know, it happens. But I mean. It's a good experience for him to get that under his belt. Do Chelsea win if Robinson? Man, I don't know. I the thing about Robinson is that um, well, he's a, he's a decent defender, but I think uh, he's even more effective on on the left flank. 
and doing some of the overlapping runs. He had a really good run that match as well. You might have seen it if you mm-hmm. want. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. He's, like, really good down that left flank. So I think um, with, with with him in the lineup, at the very least, they tie and could have possibly won. Um, he's just, uh, you know, having a, a attacking left back is such a weapon in the league. We see Reguilon do so well from that posi- position for Tottenham. And it's kind of similar, uh, the same style this guy has. Uh, so, yeah, man. I think he definitely would have made a difference. Yeah. Um, so, so so a whole half Chelsea play against 10 men. Mm-hmm. And a defender, like, A two. defender. That leaves. Uh, and one of the best uh, left backs uh, today, anyway, as far as the season's gone. Um, yeah. And... That's not even considering that Chelsea's defense is really shaky against good wing backs. Yeah. I was noticing how how easily they were taking on Reese James. Now I don't know what happened with Reese James. I don't know if it was an injury or if it was COVID. Yeah. He hadn't played in a while. Uh, and they were easily overlapping him, running past him. And on the other side, uh Chilwell as well. So I don't I don't know if that's due to their system. But yeah. there were there was a lot of penetrating runs coming from Fulham. Early on, after uh, Robinson went off, I think they went into survival mode more more mm-hmm. than not. They almost had it, too, until the 78th, uh, where ball trickles out. And Mason Mount, you know, has a, a really good chance at, uh, you know, putting Chelsea up. And he does, you know, say what you want about the guy. He makes mistakes, but... It's not the first time he's gotten uh, Frank Lampard out of sticky situations and a massive three points in the grand scheme. Whether yeah. they should win or not, that's, yeah, that's, a, you know, they shouldn't be. Well, they should win. They, they should They should win. be beating these teams. Yeah, it shouldn't have been this close, so, yeah. so to the thing. But I think Chelsea is showing that they're a mid-table team right now as opposed to a team that's competing for a Champions League spot, much less a contender that they were touted to be early on in the season. Um Yes, sir. Um, let's see what else. Um, I, ha- I had a few notes on this one. Pulisic, what do you think about his performance that game? Uh, I didn't. I didn't really see him, uh, you know, shine so much in that game. I think uh, Chelsea's attack as a whole was was struggling, and uh, especially in the second half where Fulham, you know, kind of goes like you said into survival mode, made it really hard for him to get involved. Um, so yeah, not his best match, and I feel like at the moment he's not really uh, playing his best football. And even uh, when he does have the chance to, you know, he he is proactive. But this match wasn't a good showcasing for him. And I think uh, if I if I'm just guessing, I feel like he's just so checked out of the system that he's just kind of there because he has to be. He's the ten. He was given the ten, and he was paid the you know the certain transfer fee they paid. He has to play. But I think, like I said, until the proper manager comes, it's going to be lukewarm performances from him. Don't get me wrong. He'll get on, on the odd goal, definitely assist a lot. He's one of the, the guys that does create a lot of chances for them, just not enough at the moment. And um, I hate blaming him for it but because what we saw last season, he was a lot more sharper. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's not Pulisic's fault. Um, but... You would expect him to do something against a team like Fulham as well. Yeah, for sure. Um, uh, Timo Werner, I don't think he started. No, he didn't, yeah. And, uh, yeah, Giroud started, which actually wasn't a bad idea because he's a big body, and a lot of the play comes from the wings. Mm -hmm. Uh, Z.E.H., Pulisic, 
Pulisic doesn't really cross a whole lot, though. No, he, he doesn't. He's, he's look. He's more looking, making penetrating runs or making yeah. diagonal runs. Yeah, yeah, that's what uh, that's his game to, right there to lead off for the for the central attacker or the or the right wing. That's what gets me uh, really upset, is that you know he a lot of times he actually sets up really good diagonal balls or or you know side passes, just for Mason Mount or or other center mids to kind of like just lose possession on it too. Mm-hmm. So it's. As a as a teammate, I would imagine he hesitates now on who to pass it to. You know, you waste so many balls. You know, it's like it's something that for sure is is on the back of his mind. Well, in the middle, um, Lampard put Mason Mount towards the left, Jorginho on the in the central position, and then Kovacic more towards the right. Now, like back in the day, that would have been very, very linear where. They're going to be in those in those posi- in those um, positions, mm-hmm. but all that means now is like a more centralized triangle because the two, the wing backs or the left back and the right back are going to be making a lot of those runs, overlapping runs in in those sections. I don't see that midfield working. Mason Mount, Jorginho, and Kovacic. Kovacic is more of like a holding mid. He's yeah. going to keep possession. He's going to get runs through the middle and. And uh, either uh, take balls away or feed them through to the left or the right or like a more central role. That right away shows me, and I remember saying this a few weeks back, that if Lampard wants to do a little bit better, he would start Kovacic, which mm-hmm. he has done, but he's not starting him in the right position. Yeah. Jorginho is not starting Premier League top player level. I don't care what anybody says. And then Mason Mount needs to be dropped from the starting role. Because he's not really contributing a whole lot other than running a whole lot. Yeah. Um, so that kind of leads us to the the, the next thing. Um, or did you want to talk about this after the Leicester game? Yeah. Yeah, yeah well, we'll talk about that then. But anyway, uh, yeah, Chelsea lose. Uh, um, Chelsea win barely Yeah. against a, a team that, that they should be blowing out. Yeah. Totally. That they might have blown out in the beginning of the season. I think there's also confidence mm-hmm. issues. Fulham, I know Fulham's a good team, though. I mean, like yeah, I mean, uh, against against the big sides, against Tottenham, they're against a good, Liverpool. Bad team. Yeah, yeah, like they make it tough for anybody, really. So um, it's just that when they when you get one nil, you don't expect it to be the way they did it. I, I'd say. Yeah, and um, I guess it bears mentioning that Werner missed a. a oh yeah, a totally sitter. forgot about that. Yeah, he came on. And he he came on, and the and this is not one of those. Well, he's not a natural striker. He came off with one of those runs. Where you're that set up naturally, yeah. That's his natural position. So it's like a one-on-one. <laughs> that's well, that's one that field. Sun's not gonna miss. You know. Yeah, Sun's not gonna forgive that. Um, you know, plenty of players aren't gonna forgive that. Top players. Ferran, ask him. No, he's not. He's not. Ah. Ferran's not gonna forgive that. Um, but Werner, yeah. off to the right, wide, way wide. It wasn't even close. <laughs> Fuck, trash. So yeah, confidence is is at a low. I think around the whole club. Not just Werner. Yeah, but yeah, that's that's really mm-hmm. the yeah. Nobody looks like they're enjoying their football at the moment. Like not yeah. one person on that team. That that's what I notice. You know, maybe Mount. 
the Ma- way he oh, celebrated. Mount, Mount. Yeah, yeah, Mount. The way he celebrated against yeah. a 10 man. He, and he celebrated team. hard as fuck, and nobody really ran to him, like, to, like, hug. Like, everybody was just like, okay, you know. I don't know if it's because of COVID protocols, but. Yeah, well, didn't you say that voting got a bollocking from the FA? Yeah, yeah, but no, I noticed nobody's taking it serious, so it's probably not. It's kind of dumb. It's a dumb concept. If they're allowed mm-hmm. to play, that means they tested they're negative. They're jostling in the, yeah. in the corner kicks and all that shit. And they, these, all these guys train together as it is in enclosed places sometimes, mm-hmm. so it doesn't matter. But yeah, uh, I thought that was funny. Like he scored it, you know. Realizing the, you got to read the room. And it's like, why is he celebrating so hard, you know? But hey, you know, I guess it means a lot to him. Yeah. And to Lampard too, you know. Even though he didn't really look too happy after that match, I wouldn't be either. Well, no, there's nothing to be happy about. It was funny though that moment. That moment earlier in the season where I forgot who they won and they win top of the league for like a week maybe or a few days. A day, yeah. yeah and that was just going around clapping up all the fans. I was like, damn. Oh yeah, it was like the first game yeah. back where fans were somewhat allowed. Yeah. Yeah, and I was just like, damn, bro. Like, that's yeah, not. That. Yeah, that's not what, yeah. what you got to do, man. You got some serious issues. So they were humbled pretty quickly after that. Yeah, yeah. Brought back down to earth. Okay, so next match is Leicester uh, beating Southampton two to zero. Leicester, man, I think they're legit. They're a good team. They're legit. Yeah. I think from top to bottom, they're a pretty strong side. They keep getting these like 1 0, 2 0 wins, and it's snowballed a little bit because early in the season, they were allowing a whole lot of goals now. Mm-hmm. And they're not, they don't even have their best defender. Yeah. So, yeah. It, I don't know, man. They're a good team. I think the they remind me of Spurs in some ways, um, just very top heavy. Like, that that front three or the front two, however, Brendan Rodgers uh, lines them up between uh, Jamie Vardy and James Madison. The understanding is some of the best uh, two man play I've seen up there with Son and Kane. Yeah, and uh, I have to I have to admit um, up yeah. there with Lautaro and uh, Lukaku even. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like. Uh, like it doesn't matter who's scoring; they just both create for each other. And, and Madison uh, is, it's, yeah, he's Madison's playing out of his skin right now. Yeah, yeah, it he's was at pretty, a really high point. It was uh, interesting because he said he he like he really wants to break into the England squ- England squad. And Jamie Carragher said on Sky Sports, he's like, well, if he wants to do that, he's gonna have to get his numbers up, which is true. So he met with the Leicester management, Brendan Rodgers. They went to watch tons of film, and they're putting him in spots where he can get more shot opportunities and it's rewarding him also he, he says he's worked on his nose for a goal trying to get into the opportunities where yeah. the ball trickles out and it's it's working it's doing a, a you know magic for him so you, you know what though and um as happy as i as i am for him because i think he's a great footballer but yeah it's it's a little bit at the de- detriment of his you know silkiness yeah yeah i mean like he's his dribbling ability and he's all good that. at everything honestly like and he can um you know he's one of those players that can equally finish as good as he can create and you know Grealish comes to mind Foden is 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 getting there still a little too raw but you know in terms of finishing yeah oh yeah yeah but i mean then he has moments where he scores weak foot and, and it's like it's just inconsistent but um you know that that England midfield at the moment, for me, and maybe I'm biased because I love the league and I watch a lot of these kids come up through the academies. It's one of the most talented midfield pools in the world. Yeah, I'm talking about from the U23 to like 18. That bracket, it's hard to think of many other countries that are developing no, no, that yeah, kind of powerhouse. Know. I don't know if there's a more stacked mid than uh, the U.S. have at the moment. Oh, the U.S. Oh, I mean, yeah. I'm sorry. No, the, yeah, the, yeah, you're the right. UK. Yeah. Have, uh, no, no, the, the English ah, team. Fuck. U.S. is the U.S. is stacking up pretty well, and we can talk about that later. Gio Reyna, Pulgar, yeah, 
Yeah. Yeah. Weston McKinney, Tyler Adams. Yeah, we got Tyler that. Tyler Adams isn't good. Uh, but he tries hard. Uh, <laughs> nah, That's yeah. the uh, U.S. It's uh, the trademark. U.S. way, huh? Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, anyway uh, yeah. yeah, Leicester went 2-0. Southampton, mm. tough luck, man. Tough luck. Good team. They'll, uh, they'll win more games. Good team, but they're going to be a, a mid-table side. I think we called it as well that they weren't going to sustain their top four Yeah. sort of um, streak. Yeah, man. But, um, I will yeah. say, though, Danny Ings is always a threat. No matter what. Yeah, he's a top striker. Yes, sir. Uh, Sunday. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Come on, you spaz. Yeah. Finally. We've been <laughs> Finally. waiting. I yeah. think it's been a good while yeah. since they've gotten a win. Yeah. Uh, and and it's hilarious enough that they beat a, the, the dead last place team. Mm-hmm. Uh, and man. allowed a goal to them still. <laughs> man. To be fair, it's McGoldrick. McGoldrick the only yeah. guy. Yeah. Yeah. The only guy with the fucking nose for a goal. I know I know that Mourinho was heated off mm. allowing that goal. Yeah, but you know, he's a he's a tough customer. Um Wow, I, I just opened up the score and, and the first you know how they have like little articles on ESPN, like mm-hmm. right underneath like the summary? Mm-hmm. It says, Is Holland already a better striker than Kane? <sighs> wow, that's that's a good one. I, that's I, provocative? I, I prefer not to answer. That's provocative to you? I think that's that, such that's that's horseshit. Yeah, I think that's horseshit. Ah man, I I'm like, I'm just kind of offended that they even consider Holland near Kane. Like Holland's already for me clear, but really, ah, I'm just I'm taking the piss now. Yeah. But he has potential to pass him for sure. Maybe, but he's really good. That guy, that kid is. Yeah, he's really the real good. deal. He's, he's really real good, deal. and um, he's young, hella young. Yeah, he's really good. But to say that he's already better than Kane, I don't know. I mean, they're even saying he's better than Mbappe. That's where I. That's where I stopped it. I'm like, nah, nah. Y'all, y'all gotta chill. Well, one, well, one it's a different position too. Mbappe. Uh, but the, the, from the sense of being in the same almost age bracket, you know? yeah. But yeah, I know what you mean. Totally different. I don't know, man. Uh, I like. I think Holland. Mbappe is like ridiculously in- talented. I think uh, Kane is having a great season, but I still feel like I've seen the best of him. But you know, he's playing amazing really? right now. Yeah, like I, I think. You, I mean, you mean in terms of a pure striker? Because I, I feel like yeah. this season he's developed more into a ten. Yeah, yeah, he's doing more. He's 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 getting involved in the build up more, and it's I think a he's different added a whole lot different to his game since yeah. uh, Mourinho's been there. Yeah, no, but I mean, like even like past seasons, I'm talking about the last five seasons. Like he's mm-hmm. always been, he's gotten golden boots. He probably will get it again this year. Maybe I don't know. He's close. He's close, but I mean, um, like I, whenever he had that injury, I forget if it was ACL. It was a hamstring. A hamstring. It was like he was out for a really long time. I think he even missed the the Champions League final because of that, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but oh no, it was no. That was the season before where he forced himself to come back, and he he clearly wasn't the same player for the Champions League. Yeah, final. ever since then, like and then last season, he really he's finally up. he kind of picked up form this season. But I I feel I still feel I've seen the best of him. So that's I think why physically he's not the same before because of the injuries. Yeah, that's but in terms I mean. of like skill, mm-hmm. he's better than ever. Yeah, so it balances out. But that's why for me that that statement is definitely achievable of Haaland surpassing Kane. I think maybe it's totally, one day, maybe. Yeah, I think sooner than we think. I think as soon as Haaland goes to a big club, he's gonna break a lot of records, like the way Slatan did, the way other players have. Hmm. Kane's really good though. I know you've kind of just warmed up to him. I was yeah. actually more of a fan of his before 
I still am now, but obviously, I, I like I said, I think he's seen his best days. He's mm. doing amazing right now. But he's still only twenty seven. Yeah, yeah, but you know how like I I feel like English you, players. I was about don't to know, say yeah. unless you're Vardy, of course. That that uh nicotine well, addiction and Red Bull and yeah, but he's just he has graft. He's just different gravy. You know, you yeah, don't get that, too many Vardy. That guy is he's weird. He's a specimen. Yeah, but um, anyways, good result it's for Spurs. That, it's all that chew. Yeah, he, he he likes chew and then a bottle of of a Red Bull or a can of Red Bull. Couple Imagine like how anxious anxious that must make you, bro. Like I just think this guy's a maniac. He must be constantly sweating. Constant, yeah, he's like jittery. You got like, you got to know he eats a lot of beef jerky too, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> a lot of processed foods, and so apparently that works for him. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. just a freak of nature. Yeah, he he was saying how like the. The staffs that he's worked under, especially at Leicester, get on his ass about that, about his nutrition, because he doesn't really give a fuck. He doesn't get injured a lot either, so it, there must be something. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. Yeah. Reminds me of my high school days, of all of our high school days, right? Ah, uh, well, I always followed a very rigorous... Nah, just kidding. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. All right, so uh, after that, uh, Tottenham wins 3-1. to one. And by the way, I know, I know you're not a huge fan of it, but... Mm-hmm. And Dombele's goal, man. It was a very goal, but it was like, I don't know. It was kind of fortunate, but it was a, you know, it, it was you have nice. to clap the it intention, up. The intention was there, but like you said, it's like one of those where you just, you hit it and hope for the best. Mm-hmm. It happened to go in. Yeah, It yeah. looks good. Hey, he kind has of a, like he, a, Yeah, he has, oh, I was going to say, he has a nose for goal, though. It's not like, he's been scoring like pretty routinely for them. Yeah, he has been. Yeah, Outside right. of Son and, and Kane, either. he's the guy that steps mm-hmm. up. So, yeah, interesting for sure. You, um... I guess we can talk about this with Pogba later, but yeah, I like Ndombele. I think he's a really good footballer. Yeah, he does a he lot might, too. He might deserve a bigger team. Ah, uh, I don't know. Doesn't doesn't get any bigger than Spurs. I think. Ah, uh, <laughs> oh, shit! He laughed. I they, think playing Wembley. He might be like one of those sort of players that makes a really great team really tick. Mm-hmm. Like, um, like, and he, he's really doing it for Tottenham because every time I think I said this a couple of weeks ago. Every time he comes off, mm-hmm. Spurs in that last 15, 20 minutes just go straight down. Yeah. Um, but he's like, like Claude Makelele. Yeah, yeah. Do you maybe. remember him? Yeah, sure. A little bit before my time. But uh, yeah. But when he was with Real Madrid, man, he was. He was he was good, yeah. Was it Real Madrid? He did, Madrid. yeah. He played for Madrid and Chelsea, no? Chelsea, yeah. yeah. Uh, great player. Yeah, great player. You know, Fuck to I'm be fair. somebody. Pat- Patrick oh, Vieira was there too. Yeah, Sador for for Netherlands was was a factor. Um, I wouldn't say Yaya. Yaya so he's so unique. Like he's just a different. It's it's hard to compare him to anybody really. Yeah, because he he had a little bit of everything. And but he also had a very unorthodox way of doing things. Like even his shots and his passing was just weird. <laughs> weird is not the proper word. It's just a different technique he'd employ. Mm-hmm. And his running style, yeah. he always looked lazy, but he wasn't. He just covered so many steps. With each stride, it looked like he was running slow, but he was actually making up a lot of ground. But um, yeah, and Dembele is like cut from the same cloth. You yeah. Think of Michael Essien or um, yeah, even, I think that's who I was thinking of. Yeah, Michael Essien, yeah. Uh, there's another guy too, uh, Obi Miko. He played I don't for it. That. He's a Nigerian guy, but yeah, I mean that's a lot of the guys I'm thinking of too. When, and it uh, just so happens that they're all African players. I know, I get it, but uh, still, like that's I hate when people get upset at that. You know, like you know, it's like um, it. It, we're just making comparisons. The, the comparisons, yeah, but th- there's there's something in in those genetics and in, in those kind of uh, mentalities yeah. that's just inherent. And to, it's, to it's their, the truth, you know. It's yeah. what they are. It's like people and and people get mad when I get it from the perspective like when you talk about Traore and you only reduce them to just pace and power. 
a lot of people in, in soccer media get mad at that. But that's like literally what he is. He's mm-hmm. but now I can't call him Pacey because he's black. People make that that connection. It's like I don't agree with that, right? But um, anywho, uh, in terms of on Dembele, probably the one of the most talented uh, uh, midfielders that France has got at the moment. Uh, I, I, in my opinion, you might disagree. I know you're probably going to definitely disagree, but team yeah. of the season so far. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I wouldn't mind. I, I wouldn't mind putting him in team of the season. Actually, uh, I just it's just that names names are going to have to get left off that that really deserve it. Like Ward Prowse is a fringe guy, even mm-hmm. though you said he's kind of cooled off. Uh, you know, KDB I think walks onto it right now. Bruno walks onto it. Grealish walks onto it. So then you have to sacrifice one of those guys and fill in a yeah. DM slot, which would be on Dembele's. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's that's a tough one. But and and that, that, that's one of those subjective criteria sort of things yeah. where it's like, I like this kind of player mm-hmm. versus, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. There's, what well, honestly, the Prem is so talented at the moment. You could pick a, a uh, player in each team. Way above beyond everybody else right now, I think. Uh, but uh, La Liga's the best, right? Well, they were the best uh, when they were winning the Champions League, apparently. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was so stupid. Uh, <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, moving on from that, um, the match of the week. Yeah, man. And it was written in the stars. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it just had to be Liverpool versus Manchester United ending up in donuts. I know. 0-0 zero, zero draw. There, 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 there. Yeah. Um, both teams would have benefited from, well, obviously, but both teams would have been first place, right? Yeah, whoever would have taken taken all the chickens uh, would have been top of the league, top of the league, top of the league. Um, now Liverpool started off so hot. I think for the first twenty five thirty minutes, I was like, "Holy shit!" United were fortunate not to concede one or two goals at the very least. Yeah, it seems like United gets stronger the the more they. They get into a game like the longer they can hold that that zero zero, the more belief they have they can, you know, nab one away. A little a little bit of a rope a dope. Yeah, yeah, but that's their style right now, and that's I feel like in some cases they one of the easier styles to employ. You still need discipline. I, I'm not saying that, but you rely on those two three chances, and United actually created those chances. Not many, not as much as Liverpool, but they were defensively so intact that you know. Liverpool had trouble, and and their front three is is lacking, as we've come to know in the in the previous years. That's yeah. been a complete opposite. But uh, yeah, I uh, think after that period, uh, United were the better team, easily from from minute thirty five on, for the for the following uh, fifty five minutes. Um, was it is it fifty five? Um, yeah, fifty five minutes. Yeah. Uh, United were the clearly the better team. The whole second half for sure. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I think you obviously Liverpool saw the chance, and they have this this style of football where they're constantly trying to make you make mistakes. Yeah, but they never capitalized on any of them. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. And but they also possessed the ball for a long time. They just couldn't get the the right pass forward, and that's due to you know United's good defensive setup. But United have really become a good defensive team. Yeah, yeah, that's especially what they are. Yeah. especially uh, Maguire. I think he's one of the better defenders this season. Yeah, I mean, like, he's had cold streaks, but he's pretty consistent. He's a big guy, you know, and he can... He was cold to start off the season, probably like the first three, four games. But after that, he's been pretty solid. Yeah, and United yeah. always concede. I mean, that's just standard. They, I think they like to... I don't, I'm sure no one likes to concede, but they feel like the urgency once mm-hmm. they get scored on, and then they're able to... Yeah, or even when they're about to, that's my point. Like, Liverpool got to them... 
pretty early and from there it's like they reacted a lot more yeah. their reaction was good but i think the the draw was a fair result um even though liverpool created a little more possessed more but i felt like united's chances were more clear and maybe had it not been for hitting a shot straight at the keeper united could have gone to you know could have gone through with three points so mm-hmm. even match uh I actually did predict a nil-nil just because I, I feel like both teams were going to be hella cautious, but it was it could have been... That wasn't the case, though. No, it wasn't. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I was yeah. actually... It was nil-nil, but not for the reasons I thought. Yeah, the nil-nil. Yeah, but um, yeah, I mean, I mean, as a City fan, I was delighted. Yeah, that, that yeah, made that, my that, day. that only benefited City and Leicester. I watched that, and I'm, I'm bricked up. I watched City put four past Crystal Palace, and as you mm-hmm. can imagine, I was... I was delighted, you know, but uh, two good teams square off and, you know, both got to just share a point. And typically in the past, for most of my time, actually, and I think uh, Gary Neville discussed this, Liverpool is always kind of like giving United trouble no matter what. Most of more often well, than not. What's the most heated rivalry in all of uh, English football, right? Uh, What's well, the most it, historic? It's historic. It's the getting it's getting to that point clubs. again. Yeah, it's getting to that point again where it's getting heated because both teams are almost level. Well, clearly they're level now. Yeah. Um, but like before, it was always lopsided, you know. And credit to United because they've made it more competitive now. Uh, but yeah, for sure, the mo- historically one of the more heated rivals because of their fans too. Both of these clubs have the biggest fan bases and the most success in Europe, up there with Chelsea and. Yeah, different for English teams at least. So yeah, I mean, really good game. Not so much for the goals weren't there, but you know, if you it like, still a good match. You'll still a decent in terms match. Of football. Yeah, yeah. Um, it did deserve a goal or two, uh, whether it was a, still a draw or not. Um, but yeah, Allison came through for Liverpool. He blocked a strike from uh, uh, was it Bruno? Bruno uh, and Pogba too. Pogba. And that the one with Bogba, man, when he shot that, I was like, it, it's in. Because mm-hmm. he hit it with power. Yeah. But it went straight to his chest. I was like, yeah. Fuck. Um, uh, other notable things to to uh, to think of, uh, Rashford can't stay onside. Mm-hmm. I think he was caught offside, like, obviously, like, four or five times, man. It's, it's frustrating. It's so, so annoying. Yeah. Um, Oh, there, there's a conversation about Thiago, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I guess in the past couple of seasons, Liverpool have really thrived on a very quick, I want to say counterattack, but... Uh, yeah, no, it, that's what it really quick is. Build up. Quick build-up, zipping passes, uh, cross, uh, changing channels, you know, uh, making these great through balls that they have, you know, Salah, Mane, and... Not so much for me, no, but, you know, players like that get on. And um, there's been a few pundits, uh, you know, former players uh, in the league who have criticized Thiago. Who this, is, this is the first season he plays for them, so it's a small sample size still. But the claims have been that he slows the game down a lot, which can be good for teams that know how to manage it and when it's kind of coached into the system. But the way they were playing before when it was Wijnaldum, Fabinho, and... Uh, Henderson, Keita at times those guys aren't as, as gifted as Thiago on the ball so you pass the ball to e- either of those guys they're putting their head up and looking for the open channel very simple a lot of guys could do that the US thrived on that for so long uh, except we didn't have that quality up front like these guys so 
that was the style. Now uh, you see Thiago get a ball and so elegantly turn, curl, make back passes, side passes, which is not out of the realm of, of Liverpool. But the, the issue that people are saying is that a lot of times Mane or Salah are waiting for that first ball to go through and they make the run, they don't get it, so they come back and now the whole formation is kind of out of wax. So that, that does make sense to me, but I don't think it's the sole reason for why Liverpool are playing the way they are. I don't even There's, think it's half the reason. I think it's it's a it's a big portion of the reason. But now this is where Klopp really has gotta earn his money and find a way to tune the squad to, to, to integrate. To integrate and to work at the same tempo. Because yeah. for me, uh Thiago's playing like fine classical Mozart, and you know the, it's funny that they call you know Klopp's football uh, what's it called uh, heavy, heavy metal, metal. football yeah heavy metal football it's very you know just high pressing uh, very all over the place you know and almost that's violent violent and it's what discombobbled opponents for so many years now now they don't have that edge and it's not a problem that's not solvable it's solvable but will it be I don't know because at this level the patience can run low yeah. Um. Well, when Thiago has played, he's only played a handful of games. Yeah, like seven games or something like that. Yeah, if that. Because he was out for a good while. Yeah. He had the injury against Everton. The problem is, though, the games that he has played, the results have been pretty dire. That, so that's why I feel like people are making that lazy attribution. To yeah, they're, they're connecting dots that may not be there. And they're yeah. finding the common denominator. Yeah. Um, but truthfully, all season... Liverpool have either eked out wins mm-hmm. or, well, except the, the Crystal Palace game, but they either eked out wins yeah. or, or or drawn. Yeah, I even thought when City played, the, they played City, like City were the better team and we should have beat them had it not been for that penalty, we were through. And that's when I knew like Liverpool at least get one game on us every year. And I didn't feel that same fear anymore. They have the same manager. Same players. Obviously, Van Dyke's not there. That's another thing as well. Well, another someone factor. has to come back. And in this match, um, Jordan Henderson had to had to fall back to a defensive role. Yeah, Henderson and Fabinho had to had to uh, fall back to more defensive responsibilities. Um, and Henderson, you know, he's not the most talented guy. He's not the most physical guy. Mm-hmm. But he does. He does. He's sort of a metronome for that. And Thiago is used to being that guy. Mm-hmm. So maybe maybe that's the thing is the the lack of familiarity, yeah. Well, with other players with with uh, Thiago, but as far as I'm concerned, he's as every time I've seen him with Liverpool, he's been the best player for Liverpool, and this match wasn't any different. Yeah, I mean it's like because he makes he makes outrageous passes. He he finds you when you don't know if you're open. He did that for Liverpool a few times. He unlocked a few players and to open up attacks. Um, I just think it's not all. It's not in the position that the Liverpool players are used to, you know. That and that's what I'm saying. The, the you know, that's where uh, the coach has to come in and and work things out. I feel like this season more than any, uh, Mane is holding onto the ball too long. Yeah. He. I don't know. There's something about Mane. Like maybe problems with the misses or maybe, but he's not the same Mane. He's not direct anymore. Mane, Mane, His, Mane. His dribbling is awful this season. He's losing every ball. Mm-hmm. And uh, obviously, we already know the problems with um, uh, Firmino and Salah. Salah's opportunistic. Uh, yeah. right, right now, he's like in that phase where he's not going to create his own shot. He's just going to capitalize. Yeah. Really. Yeah, no cap. 
<laughs> uh, nah, man. Uh, Liverpool, they they've dropped the level. Uh, yeah, they, they're they've, they're clearly not the same team. But they they're benefiting that a lot of teams have been inconsistent this season, so they're not that far off the top still. There's time to fix that. I will say that this year the the whistle hasn't been as kind as past years. Um, but you know, taking that aside, I really think that Van Dyke is also a really important part to you know play the ball out from the back. That he's yeah he's a leader and incorporate himself into the attack at times like I think uh, more than ever uh, this is the the moment where being able to incorporate not only wing backs but even a center back at time is so important because that's how you break down uh, the really low blocks you know and then you risk yourself too because you bring your you incorporate your defender now on the counter you're fucked that's how like teams lose to Spurs or counter attacking teams like that and also another thing is uh, Trent Arnold's not at the same level. Yeah, he's, he's, neither Robertson either, man. I mean, like Robertson runs the same way, but yeah, his delivery hasn't been the same. And and, and Trent Arnold, there, there's also something up with him. Maybe he's just recovering from an injury because I know he was hurt before. But his his passes and his crossing isn't as on point as it was. Stop the saving before. chat. Yeah, <laughs> he's a. I don't know. Yeah, he's he's not playing his best football. It, it's tough. Sometimes you don't know if it's the player, really. Sometimes it's the system. Sometimes it's it's the teammates. Um, and also, the, maybe the, the the rest of the league has adapted well to how what Liverpool typically present. You take away what they normally do. Now you force them to try something else, and now they're not as successful. It's going to be interesting to see what trajectory they take Um the, the, towards the end of this month and next month, this is this is I a think, really important but, period for them. But on the other side, I think there is some merit to the fact that they've been holding on as f- as far back as if they've regressed to from their dominance from last season. Oh, like the fact that they're still in the title race. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's still yeah. yeah. But like you know, every team is is not at their best this season. So that's what I'm saying. They can afford to to make these cockups. You know, I don't know. I, I think I think both Manchester clubs are. Playing at a really good level right now. Not at the level. Well, United United is outperforming what they've normally done. City's no, not. Well, what you mean what they've done, but from season before and the season before that. Yeah. But right now they're at a really good level. I don't. I don't know if there's a whole lot of teams that are going to be beating them easily. Same with City. I I don't know. I I just feel like uh, like before it was different. Like for City and Liverpool to lose a match, it wasn't as common. I think Liverpool only had like one, mm-hmm. maybe one loss at this point last season. City uh, around the same, you know, they're the two top teams. So now it's just the, the the league is more spread in terms of competitiveness. So you you know a lot of teams are dropping points. And I'm talking about a lot of draws as well. You think about draws like this uh, between well we were talking about Fulham and, and Manu. So there's a point that doesn't get accounted for. You know, if if a, one team gets all three. That that you know that just really takes them above, and, and so many teams are drawing this season or losing. So now it's like, it, this is the perfect time for Liverpool to make these mistakes. Will they catch it in time? I don't think so, but we'll see. Are they a Champions League team? Yeah, they're a Champions League team. Okay. I think uh, from manager to personnel, they still have very important players. Are they a title contender? Yeah, I still think I still have them as title contenders. I think that you know the title contenders now are United, City, and Liverpool. And that's it. That's it. The periphery title contenders from there, there's like another tier would be like Tottenham, Spurs, and that's really it. Well, I mean, sorry, sorry, <laughs> Tottenham, Tottenham, Leicester. Yeah. Who, they're very similar teams, actually, in the grand scheme. But yeah, Tottenham, Leicester are the periphery. But the top three, I think, are those are the main ones right now. So City, United, and Liverpool. Yeah. Hmm. 
Not bad. I not, don't disagree. Not bad for now, but I don't disagree. I think yeah. it's it's gonna change. I think. Well, it's gonna so change. we're like right at the halfway point. Yeah, yeah. So we're in a spot where there's enough history within this season to go off of, and to make these sort of not not proclamations, but these sort of wild guesses. Mm-hmm. Right. We have enough info. And and uh, I agree. Actually, I I agree with what what you just said of who. Yeah, but it's it's the table. The table speaks for itself. You know, I'm like, that's just the facts. Now, if you ask me going forward, who's going to be title contenders? I have my own answer. I don't think I don't think Leicester is going to sustain the form. They've been getting these wins, but the next month or so, yeah, we'll see them drop a lot of points. I think they'll still retain a Champions League position, but I don't (sighs) think they're gonna. I don't think they're gonna Uh, make a title run though. I don't. I don't know if they're re- retain that that Champions League. I don't see them, and I, I don't see them even being able to compete in Champions League. The difference, the difference between uh, Leicester and, and other teams that are not in the Champions League currently, or or maybe might get in it next Inspiring. season. Inspiring. Yeah, like even United, you know, they probably will get it next season. I still think uh, Brendan Rodgers is, is a top manager, uh, probably top top four managers in the league. Really, I mean, he would have a title were it not for one stupid fucking literal slip. Mm. That's that's not uh, that's just not giving credit to Manuel Pellegrini in his first season in the league, first South American manager to win a Premier League title. At the end of the day, Steven Gerrard didn't make the goals for City to to get that league, so I don't like that excuse. We beat Liverpool fair and well, square. It's not an excuse. It's it's an actual reason. Hey, players slip all the time, pal. You get scored on by Dembaba, respond if you're a champion, papa. If you're not, then give it to the real the real dons. Man City. Well, uh, uh, a chim- a champion makes their own luck, and you guys had to rely on someone else's loss to win. Well, we had to rely on our or own goals. Draw. We had to rely on our own goals. Well, and that's what it comes down to at the very end. And if you can. At yeah. the very end on a tight race, that's what it comes down to. But Brendan Rodgers deserved a title, for I sure. Think, uh, well, again, they were they were one slip away from that. Amen. And you can you can also talk about like the play before that, mm-hmm. whatever, it, or, or even other games. That. Even yeah. other games, like, like so, a draw against some bullshit side, like in the week three, Blackburn yeah. or something. Yeah, right, yeah. exactly. So it, it's you can I always don't talk like about that. that. Um, but you know, so hindsight's twenty twenty. Yeah, yeah, but no, Brendan Rodgers is a good manager. Is my point that I think um, uh, with they with, did they did cock it up last season though. Leicester started off great. It's, Leicester was very similar to how they were last season. Right now, they're actually a, a little bit more consistent with their results, uh, but you I know, I think they were top of the league at some point last season too. I don't remember honestly. Last season for me, I just think Liverpool, Liverpool, they were, they killed it. Last oh no! Season. Oh yeah, you're right, you're right. But they were up there because Liverpool they were was top up there four. the whole time. They were top four. Yeah, for you're sure. right. I'm, I'm bullshitting. But um, yeah, but, yeah, they they were a good team. I think they'll. That's that's what gives me the edge, and that's what gives me confidence in them mm. still finishing top four. Yeah. And Madison's playing out of his skin. Vardy's still efficient. Harvey Barnes, the Elements. I mean, it's just a good team all around, man. They're they're a very good team. I like them. And in Spurs are are right there with them, even though they're below them currently. Have they played this season? I I'm sure they they have they have had to. I don't. Think I just don't so. remember what the score was. I'm pretty I'll sure check, Leicester I'll check won right now. But yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, United Liverpool. Draw zero zero. Um, again, the, it was so hyped up that it, it was never going to meet its expectations. <laughs> um, that's just the way. That's just the way life goes. Oh yeah, Tottenham did play Leicester this season already. Yeah, yeah Leicester gave him the. Yeah, they gave him the bee's knees. 
Nah, it's all You're good. You're your chest like that's your club. I support all blue teams, including Brighton. So, um, <laughs> blue lives matter. Blue lives matter. Um, support our troops. You're gonna, you're gonna die on that. Keep all, keep you're all British. Die on that hill. <laughs> keep all British fish British. Damn it. Ah, <laughs> uh, fucking hell. And they're happier for it. Uh, fuck <laughs> and they're on. happier for it. Fucking hell. Yeah. All right. So, uh, moving on. Manchester City hosting Crystal Palace. Wow, Manchester City gets two games at home in a row. Must be nice. Must be nice, man. I'll tell you what. Um, Who do they pay for that? Uh, so what we do is Caldoun, uh, he funnels the money through an Etihad sponsorship they run in London, and we also split a portion of that to VAR. So they can, like, for, so you know how today we, they didn't call that on us? Mm-hmm. It's the VAR money paying Well, how much does the FA get? Uh, I, I can't. I have said too much, honestly. I can't get into hard numbers because then <laughs> I signed an NDA. Exactly. So I'm what, just kidding. What we did was we got money and uh, we folded it. Ah, uh, <laughs> nah, nah, man. Uh, really good performance, man. John Stones get his gets his brace. Uh, he's probably should just start as our nine. Get in there, Johnny Boulders. Yeah, Johnny Boulders. He, you know, he's had a tough year off the field issues that I I don't want to discuss currently. But he's scoring on the pitch now, constantly. I don't know. I say Pep, start him at the nine. He'll be more useful than Gabriel Jesus, I'll tell you that. Uh, but, yeah, solid performance all around. Gundogan, great goal. Nice ball control in a tight space and then getting the shot off. Um, Sterling scores a fabulous free kick that I wasn't expecting. And then as for Palace, they were missing Zaha. So their whole attacking threat was just down to Eze. So that was an easy cover for our guys whether it was Kyle Walker at times or anybody, really. Uh, so, yeah, man, it's easy money. Uh, Roy Hodgson, he's a pretty predictable guy. You know what he's going to do, especially when he's missing his best attacker. Sit deep, try to get you on set pieces. He's Didn't work. incompetent. Yeah, yeah, he's a, he's a very old-school manager. I'd say he's the most old-school manager in the league. Super old, and his tactics are crazy, man. But they work sometimes. No, um, Chelsea, um, not Chelsea, Manchester City looked like... They're back to normal. Mm. I'd be pretty happy if I was you. Yeah, I'm happy, man. But this is—it's not meaningful until it's May, you know, or March or whatever the but, whatever. But, it is. but like we just said, like you always think back to like, fuck, I could have got that win back in September, match week three. Mm-hmm. You know, these are the ones that lead to that mountain. Yeah, right? for sure. And, and then just the fact that we're scoring more often. You guys are scoring more. You guys clean and, sheets. And now you guys are not conceding. I don't remember the last time you guys let a goal in. It was the last time I remember was the own goal from Ruben Diaz, and it was super unlucky. Other well, than that, that, just like every other own goal, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Sometimes. I mean, that one was super unlucky. He wasn't even facing the goal. But like, you know how sometimes like you remember. Uh, Fuck, I forgot his name. Oblock. Oblock or Johnny Evans recently. I think it was against United, too. This would literally heads it into the United oh, net. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was yeah. like, what a bell. But, yeah. I was thinking of the Oblock where he he, he uh, kind of a hollow, hits, it, hits the post. Oh, that Oblock. was a, that was a Oblock, badass but, one. No, yeah. I mean, um, City are playing great, bro. Honestly, I'm, I'm super yeah, excited. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're on a streak, too. They haven't lost in, like, yeah. a lot of games now. I, forget, I lost count. I lost it's count. It's been a long time. Because it's not only Prem games. It's also the Cup games. We're, on, we're in all trophies at the moment. We're in for all trophies. I, I smell the, 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 the quad. Drink. The quad. Hey, man, got to dream big. Yeah. We've done it before, but we did the domestic quad. We want to do the international quad. Man, fuck, I should have uh, screenshotted your messages from uh, earlier this season. 
Well, the episodes are there. Um, like when the Skype episodes, I remember that's when I was going through it. Maybe I was just panicking because of COVID too. I was just like, bro, we're not gonna win the league, bro. <laughs> we keep tying, bro. We're gonna tie every game. But I'm I'm hopeful for champions. Hopeful for champions league. That's it. But yeah, man, a really good result and best defensive partnership in all of Europe. You could you could hate on that Johnny Stones and Ruben Diaz. I don't think there's any better center back partnership. Uh, I may introduce you to. Uh Maguire and Eric Bailly. Oh, okay. Well, I'll even say Maguire Lindelof for me, but... Ah, fuck. <laughs> nah, but yeah, man. Real real good testament. I, I could talk about that match for days, but it was just standard, really. No, City completely dominated. Yeah, it was just... There's not much to go off of there in terms of uh, Crystal Palace's performance. Mm-hmm. Oh, Phil Foden was brilliant, too. He didn't get on the score Phil sheet, Foden, but he was Phil Foden's uh, team of the month for me so yeah, far yeah yeah for sure well i mean we're almost towards the end of uh, january which always seems like it drags off fucking forever yeah um yeah he's he's playing great yeah very he's really good. getting that that call up not only not only just call up uh starting position he's up you have there to fend sure. off uh mason mount jack Grealish, jack Grealish, hendo um but I think he's up there. I think he's up there with those guys right now. Yeah, he's up there for sure. And, you know, despite playing with a lot of talented players, for him to still stand out, that's really pretty impressive, you know? Mm-hmm. No, no, of course. Yeah. Uh, anyways, moving on. Uh, the Everton-Villa match was postponed, right? Yeah. Yeah, so, so they'll have like about 15 games in hand. Yeah. Well, did Everton com- complain for that one or, you know, it doesn't matter. Um, anyways... <laughs> Arsenal. Well, they're just used to it by now, so they're just like rolling uh, their eyes. Yeah, um, Arsenal Newcastle though, standard uh, bollocking from the uh, Arsenal boys. Well, uh, they finally get more than two goals, yeah. which is good for them. And from none other than Aubameyang. Uh, oh yeah. no, we're not saying that. Nah, dude, he's he's a fraud, honestly. Yeah, nice, you scored against Newcastle, you know. But wait, you're serious? Nah, nah, he's good. He's good, but he he's been underwhelming this season. He, we yeah, we have yeah, to yeah, agree yeah. on he that. He just but went through a through a bad streak. That happens, right? Yeah, but you know, because what, of what that. player hasn't had a bad streak? Kuhn? I don't know. I mean, injuries he, count. Injuries, yeah. But when he's on the pitch, hmm. Yeah, you watch that. <laughs> any any time any center back lined up on him, whether it was Van Dyke, no matter who, the guy eats, man. But Aubameyang, a good start, you know. Uh, this was actually a, a, a game two where he created his kind of his own goal with a nice shimmy. I want to know how many goals Cunaguero has with Argentina. Ah, uh, well, the thing about Argentina yeah. is that they play monsters. I love uh, Argentina. Damn. Well, we we can't all play Cyprus every fucking weekend or Gibraltar, but hey. Well, you guys got Ecuador and. Uh, nah, they're still good though. And uh, I, in South America, bro, every team is plenty good. Of, well. Not you guys, but Argentina has plenty of... Nah. <laughs> nah, I'm nah, See, like, the worst team they'll play is maybe, like, Bolivia. And they, they'll they still play hard as fuck. <laughs> nah, they're not good. Yeah, nah. They're, they're not good. They're not They're way as... better than Gibraltar and, and fucking Cyprus and shit. That's for sure. But, I mean, I know what you mean. But it's it's hard to compare international. Anyway, um... Uh, what were you saying? Uh, Aubameyang? Nah, but he's playing good. Yeah, he's he got his goal and he created his own goal on this match. So he's he, he's finally getting goals coming in, which is good to see. He was in a cold streak. He hasn't really had a good half first half of the season, which hey, it, it happens. Whether you're injured, 
and whether you're just frozen out, I think he's he's still good for 10, 15 goals this season. He's maybe like at five or six at, at this point. Yeah, he could. He could. Um, you know, Lacazette's also performed probably better than him this season. Yeah. So No, for sure. So it's, yeah, it's there's like, no doubt about that. It's going to go between them, really. But the two guys, though, that are really breaking out is uh, Smith Rowe and, and Bukayo Saka. Yeah. He's good, man. <laughs> They're both good. Um, so, I mean... Emil Smith Rowe for me has been probably the the, the bigger revelation because we had already seen Saka for a while this season, and uh, Emil Smith Rowe spent time in the championship on loan, even foreign, a foreign league as well. So, yeah, it's good to see uh, him getting rewarded and and Thomas Party too. Yeah, Thomas Party. So good. I think it's good that they finally got an attacking mid they can kind of trust in too. Despite him being young, I, I like what I've seen from him way more than Ceballos way more than anybody else in that midfield really sure so yeah it's a good sign and that might be the the key to turning the ignition on for the rest of the season they're they're on a out of six games five wins not bad not bad yeah since their last loss so they're really turning it around they're playing Turn it pretty up. they're playing pretty exciting football too Mm-hmm. Ateta seems to have gotten through the guys and the guys are really responding Pepe they let go of Ozil this week Ah, oh, sorry, man. Yeah, and there's there's not controversy, but there's a bit of like um, I don't even know how to call it. Like a lot of players talk really highly of him. Yeah, I know. Um, uh, Jack, um, what's his name? Uh, Jack Wilshire. Jack Wilshire. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, Mustafi. Uh, Mustafi. They really spoke really well about him. Yeah, of course. So they there's will. there's some underlying issues there that wasn't always directly related to football. It may come out at some point. I'm really interested because uh, he's got, you know, he's he's Muslim. Ah, uh, he has ties to Erdogan. Play the race card, huh? Um, I don't know. Nah, nah, it's there. Uh, there's something going on there I'm with Ozil that we don't know. Of. I just don't think he's good enough, man. Straight I don't up. know if it's directly related to a decline, which there obviously has been. Yeah, and he's he's always been the traditional ten that doesn't run hard. Mm-hmm. That just relies purely on his talent. We we saw we see this with Hamas, for example. Yeah, you know. So um, there's probably twenty five percent that and seventy five percent politics involved. Almost literal politics too. I don't, I know. don't know, man. I don't know. Americans typically have good uh, relations with the Turkish, so I'm not buying that, man. I'm not I'm not buying that. I just think the guy dropped off was asked to commit and, and play a hard role for the team. You're going to have to press in our system. You don't want to. Fine. Um, could there be, a, a, like my barber, uh, Sergio, he thinks that Arteta and, and Ozil don't see eye to eye because they used to play together and, you know. Sergio Sergio listens? Oh, no. Oh, uh, sometimes, yeah. I'm, he might listen to this. I'll definitely highlight this this to him. But um, he thinks that it's, it's more of a saltiness from Arteta because, you know, Ozil would play much more than him and, uh, obviously, he was the better player. So, like you know, there's that element where it's like it's like when Luke Walton was coaching Kobe. It's like Kobe could just be like, "Bro, what the fuck are you talking about, man? Like, are you really trying to tell me what I to gave do?" You championships. Yeah, it's like, and so it's almost that same essence with Ozil and Arteta. And I know Arteta being sort of like Pep in terms of what he demands from his team. I just think uh, Ozil wasn't with it anymore, and his health doesn't permit him. He just comes off as lazy, and he's he was overpaid, so there's that too. 
Um, but yeah, man, truthfully, the last times I remember seeing Ozil play, he was a shell of himself. So I, I just there's nothing to go on for me, like for to say, oh, he was still a good player. There was still kind of that doubt with Bale, for example, like, oh, he still might be good. He's shown us that he's not that good anymore. So I mean, players. I, fall. I haven't seen that with Bale. He's he's definitely nowhere near what he used to be. Why that is, whether it be for injuries or just mentally, mentally doesn't care for the game anymore. He can fall out of love. It could be that. Well, we haven't seen Ozil enough to say, okay, that's not the same player anymore. But the even like the last time I saw him play, which was I don't even know how long. It feels like two years ago. He was shite. Like truthfully, he was shite. Like numbers weren't there. Different manager, whatever, whatever you want to say, it just wasn't there, man. I don't know. I, and it's hard to think of a system where he's going to be, like, you know, uh, efficient. I, I don't see it. I don't think he's a top player anymore. He's MLS level, Turkish league level, you know? Yeah. Uh, that's just a, it's a bit of truth. Up, you know, yeah. In front of box. Yeah, yeah. So it's it sucks to say, but, you know, mm-hmm. there's a reason also why Germany stopped calling him up, too, you know? It could, it could have been a result of lack, to the lack of gameplay, but even then when he was on there, he was... Well, for for the German thing, it's also that's where the politics is definitely a big topic because mm-hmm. Turkish Cause and German isn't even getting Germany call-ups anymore, is he? Yeah, it's here and there. And you gotta wonder now <laughs> if they're gonna leave him out. Well, they left uh, Leroy Sané out of the World Cup, so it wouldn't surprise me in the slightest. Uh, I I really feel that like German clubs and the German national team gets really salty when a player leaves the country to play for other clubs. When you go to Madrid, it's different. They're like, oh, it's Madrid. But when you go to England, like, they, they really don't get along with the English. And this dates back to world wars, you know. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, politics play a big thing. And maybe there's some element of truth with that with Ozil. But I believe that he's just not good enough, mate. Sometimes you drop off, you know. Do you know what I mean? Like, you, you see Derek Rose. It's not the same play anymore. Well, he doesn't think so. Uh, and I'm sure Ozil doesn't think so either, mate. Yeah, I don't know if he's declined as much as as uh, advertised, but I don't really have much to go off of. So my opinion isn't really worth much in this instance. It's all speculation. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Arsenal wins 3-0. to They're finally getting goals in, and they finally didn't let, allow one in. Clean sheet. Yeah. It's fucking Newcastle, lads. Yeah. You better not. That's your team, though, right? Yeah. Go on, Yedlin. <laughs> uh, Wait, where is he at? Yeah, he's he's at Newcastle. Oh, is he? Yeah. Is he on the bench? He was for a large part of this uh, first part of the season, like the first month, too. Mm-hmm. Now he's starting every week, and he's been good. He's just prone to mistakes. Like, dust is clear. Um, Anthony Robinson is clear, you know? So, man, talk about that left and right back tandem we have for the U.S. Oh, he didn't feature this game. Ah, uh, yeah. Hmm. I remember Yedlin. Well, Yedlin was always just a speed merchant, anyway. Yeah, even going back to his Tottenham days. Um, but yeah, man, Yedlin doesn't even get a call up anymore to the national team. So that just lets you everything you need to know. Is he in the doghouse or what? No, he just we have too many right backs that are better than him. And it's hard to think of, like, about, but it's Serginho Dest, Reggie Cannon, who, who's playing at Boa Vista in Portugal right now. And he's, he's set to join a Premier League club or another club of a higher caliber. And then um, Nick Lima is at left back. We just have a bunch of guys. The Brian Reynolds, the dude that's supposed to go to Juve from FC Dallas. That's, that move is still being hashed out. 
there's a lot of uh, it's a lot of good players, man. Don't Brian Reynolds, huh? Ah, uh, yeah. All right, uh, moving on. Uh, West Ham hosting Brest West Brom on Tuesday, January nineteenth. Um, go on, West Ham. Yeah, Mikel Antonio, mm-hmm. get in. He's he's always good at those goals in the box where he's in a weird ass position and just happens to be right place, right time. Yeah, he scores on City pretty often too. Um, he's a good player. Yeah, I think he's their best player. Strong as fuck. He's an ox, man. I'm telling you, he's a, and he can play down the wing. He's even featured as right back for them. Like he's like Traore for me. He can do everything. That's why I'd love him at City because we'd what to see what Pep would do with him would be amazing. Or even Traore, I'll take Traore, but I don't think he's on the on the chopping block right now. So yeah, a good mm. result for West Ham. Yeah. It's you know it's West Brom. It's West Brom, but it's also West Wolves. Ham too. I don't know, man. David Moyes, I, I have to tip my hat to him. He's they're uh, in seventh place with thirty two <laughs> points at the, as we speak, which is higher than you'd think, you know. Yeah, it's way higher. They, I didn't know they don't that have they that were, much talent. Either. I thought they were like a bottom half team. I don't hmm. know, man. The hammers, must and maybe it's in the bubbles, you know. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on though, um, Leicester. Wow, brilliant, brilliant two nil shot out of Chelsea. Oh, man. Oh, and man. they were in they were in first place for half a day. For real. For a whole day, actually. Damn near. Um. Destruction. Yeah. Chelsea. They just couldn't cope with them. Chelsea was like, you're the older brother. Lester was the older brother, and they were kind of pinning Chelsea's head down, and, and the little brother's kind of flailing his arms, trying to see what he can do. He's like, nah, you're not doing nothing to me. Yeah, exactly. It's like, for me, I think Pep sums it up when you talk about when you talk about uh, Chelsea. He's like that quote where he's like, uh, I'll play right here. They are an incredible team. <laughs> what makes them so good? It's Chelsea. <laughs> that's that's all you can say. If people think Chelsea are good, it's just because of the name they've had before, right? They're and the success that they've had, and then the money that they've spent. But yeah, like today's Chelsea, there's something they don't have an identity. potential there. Yeah, you look at the players on paper: Thiago Silva, Ben Chilwell, uh, Reese James. Yeah, yeah. Pulisic. Timo Werner, Werner and Havertz, Werner, Werner ever ever since Chelsea were linked to Werner, probably a little over a year ago, I've mm. been saying he's shy. That that's uh, not that's not your guy. I've been saying it, and we're gonna have Kevin Garcia on, right? We're gonna have Kevin on. Yeah, and I and I told I remember telling him in person that's not your guy, and he was so excited. I'm like, don't, that's not your guy. Well, we're we're seeing him now. I know. I don't think he's the finished article, though. So you don't I'm think not, he's finished I'm article? Not, I'm not discounting him. I just, I'm done forgiving he's, he's him. Got, he's got a lot of international caps. He's got, he, he was in the Bundesliga, obviously, for a good while. Could it just be a Luka Jovic effect? Maybe Where, he just can only play in Germany? I don't know. Well, we'll have to or see. Or he just can't play for this particular team. I think, yeah, that's the question. Once I, If I could see him work under another manager... We'll like, see. Yeah. Oh, and we didn't even touch on this. I guess right now is the perfect well, yeah, time. Well, they, well, yeah, we were saving it for now. Yeah, we Frank Lampard. The, the sauce. Frank Lampard. He's he's on the chopping block, it seems, even though there's been no reaction from Chelsea yet. I'm just wondering what Chelsea and their ownership are, think, are thinking. Are, are they going to let him play out what the season? What would you say? Uh, if I'll, you're Roman Abramovich, who's infamous for uh, letting managers go. Frank Lampard. Listen. 
buddy. You're you're a club legend, Super Frankie Lampard, as we know you. You were a great player. We just gave you this job too early. Our fuck Where's up. the Russian accent? Oh, I suck at Russian, man. Maybe uh, my guy, Billy uh, Chocolat, he could probably do it much better than me. But um, Club legend. Yeah, yeah, like that. But, I mean, yeah, bro, they need a new manager. And the sooner they can do it, the better. And I'm not a fan of sacking a manager midseason. But they have nothing to lose. They're gonna lose a lot if they can. They keep this guy until the end of the season. Um, but you know, they really do need a new manager, man. And so everybody's saying Thomas Tuchel, 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 whatever. Uh, Tuchel, I think. Um, Tuchel. Yeah. So they, you know, he's the the brand name guy. I would go for somebody less uh, less established. Somebody like when Leeds went for Bielsa. Sure, he was established, but like at Marseille and smaller clubs, goes to Leeds, does great. I think if 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 Chelsea were to go for Nagelsmann or Ten Hag or somebody that has an identity of some kind so, of football, so you mean uh, keep your expectations low, so when things don't go as you want them to, it's not so much of a of a disappointment. Whereas if you get someone great or established, that things are gonna, you know, that if if they don't go as as planned for those, mm-hmm. I guess standards. It doesn't seem so much of a underachievement. Is that yeah, what you mean? that's one. That's one aspect of it. But I think with Thomas Tuchel, he, he won't take them to the promised land. He will win them more games than Frank Lampard. Maybe get them top six, top four. But I think that's what they're aspiring to at this point. Yeah, but to win, to win leagues again, they need to just change that whole that whole uh, well, identity, if, man. If, if he can get them to, because right now Chelsea are a mid table team. Yeah, and they're performing like a mid-table team should. Because I'm not surprised that if they were able to get West Ham results, basically. Yeah, yeah, I'm that's saying. what they are now. So, if Tuchel was really able to guide them to a top four side, do you do you think with enough time given that he would be a be able to guide them to a a championship caliber sort of club? Maybe, maybe, but I, like, my thing is, this is the thing about Chelsea. Maybe that's why you stick with the hits, though. Yeah, but... With that sort of patience that Chelsea have. They don't. That's that's the point I'm making yeah. that, or I'm going to make, is that they're really a revolving door for managers. Like, mm-hmm. they sack so often. They I think they sack more than any other big club, even despite great achievements at times. Um, mean, you know, ma- yeah, managers have won them leagues, and then they, they cock it up one season and they're out. They have to be patient, one, and I like I said, they need something new, man. You you keep you can't keep recycling these same old coaches and expect new, you know, new achievements. That doesn't happen that much anymore. Um, so, yeah, dude, that they definitely need a new manager. There's a lot of good options out there, but I I'm afraid they're gonna go with the big name and it'll it'll improve them. But if Chelsea want to see their team competing for but titles, I think that's again, what they want is an improvement. I don't I don't yeah. know if. Listen, even if even if they were to get one great season, say a championship type season next year with Tuchel, I think that's that's more memorable than than like a building foundation. Well, if you want to build like a dynasty, yeah. Think of Klinsman with with um the US. He didn't win shit. Yeah. Maybe a gold cup here and there. Yeah. We did, yeah, we did. So no, no. Well, we missed out on the World Cup. You missed out on the World Cup. Yeah, and I, I never thought Klinsman was a great coach. I even like Burhalter a little more for 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 just for the tactics, for for the scouting. Klinsman was much better. He brought in a lot of great players. Yeah, and that maybe that's his role. That was that's all he did well. Fuck, that's a whole other argument. Though. Yeah, no, and but you know, national teams and club is different. But I, yeah. I, I wanna. I think Chelsea, maybe they're. They need somebody that's able to reign. Well, one, get respect from the players. Yeah. 
Because right now, like you said earlier, with Pulisic is kind of like rolling his eyes and doing what he has to on the pitch versus actually being committed and yeah and buying into a certain system. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, when if I go out and hire a manager, it's like if you're dating. Like I, well, I'm not gonna wife up or, or date a girl officially as a, my girlfriend if I don't see three or five years ahead. Like we, I can actually be with this chick for this long. And I feel like Chelsea Arch is there for quick success, like a three-month span. Oh, they're just trying to bust a nut. Yeah, honeymoon. Yeah, yeah. And, like, as a as a fan of a club that's done it and hired a manager and, and kept them for more than three seasons at a time, it, it, you see the improvement, and I think that's the key to winning a league too, man. Like, So Chelsea is a fuckboy. Yeah. Well, they're all rent boys, mate. Every last one of them. Chel- nah, I love Chelsea, man. Fuck it. I'm not going to clown them. You love Chelsea wearing a Manchester City shirt. Hey, Blues clubs, the blue clubs stay together, man. Blue lives matter. Blue lives matter. You heard it here first. Yeah, yes, sir. And um, respect law enforcement. I don't know. I think I'm, I'm of. Like I want to agree with you, mm-hmm. but, but you I want think, Chelsea to but be I bad. Think, but I think uh, Tuchel is the is the right move. I don't know, man. I think he's an improved. Right for now, sure right now, right now, Chelsea don't have time to to have a project. Because they they already have their project, they they already have their their foundation. So, so the foreman right now, which is Lampard, obviously didn't know what the fuck he was doing. Yeah, Tuchel might have the know how to to steer this the right way, whereas a new guy is going to ask for more money and more development. Well, he has time. I think he'll have a good choice of players to. to I think right now, the players that they have are good enough. To build a, a championship type team, yeah, that's the thing. They have it. They have it. I just, I'd like to see new tactics. They're not that tactics. far off. They're I, not that far off. They're just lacking a very big leadership role, and that, and that's the problem. I don't know if, if whoever you're thinking is able to steer it that right way, anytime in the next three, four years. Well, these these guys that I mentioned, Nagelsmann, Ten Hag, they remind me a lot of Gasperini. Even another another coach who would deserve a shot at a club like Chelsea. I think they need to go. He's more established, I think. Well, Gasparini is more established than these guys that I mentioned. But yeah. that's the that's the, that's they're cut from that cloth. Very heavy possession base, build from the back, pass, pass, pass. Very similar to what Liverpool and City do. And I'm saying to to win proactively for a whole season consistently, that's what you want. It maybe won't happen the first season. It didn't happen for Klopp or Pep. But so you, the the expectations are lowered now. You give them one season where they finish top six, and then the following season is where you really make a title charge. Yeah, Lampard came in at the worst time. But I, I f- and I like Lampard, but I, I don't feel too much pity for him. You had 200 mil, you know, or whatever. The, yeah, exactly. The, so it's at like, the same time. it's fucked, you know. There, there's, there's only so much inexperience. Uh, the inexperience excuse buys you. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's not as much as 200 million plus. Yeah, it just it, it, it just, it's just if you spend that, you gotta have an idea for what you're gonna do. What how are you gonna run them? And exactly. I, th- I thought he did honestly. I thought he had an idea. He didn't, and now but, it's showing. I don't know. I've been saying it for a while. I'm gonna go toot my own horn. I'm not gonna suck on my own uh, wahoo. Hey man, that's that's. I don't know. It was pretty obvious in my opinion. Um, but Chelsea, Chelsea in the. It, it, not in a good position right now. Uh, eighth place. Mm-hmm. Um, they still have a pretty decent goal differential. And they haven't and fallen as, as as short as Arsenal have, but they're this big disaster, you know, like, apparently to some people. So I think things could be a lot worse 
for people making it like two uh, points off. Well, currently, yeah, but mm-hmm. I'm just like mm-hmm. you know, Arsenal have had a much worse year. Yet uh, I I don't feel like Arteta's getting the same stick, but but, but Arteta I has silverware to show. Yeah, only and less time. Yeah, but he worked under one of the best managers in the world in the same league. You know, so what does that mean? It means that he has, um, you know, just What's the argument that you're trying to make right now. He has more Premier League experience, is what I'm trying to say. Despite maybe not coaching as long, that part played his whole career, though. Yeah, but it's different player, and Arteta did as well. But it's different player to manager. Yeah, Arteta played in the Prem. The whole his whole career. Oh no, not not his whole career. Lamps did though. He played in NYCFC, and so we're talking about like like knowledge absorption, right? Yeah, I think from a managerial perspective, not so much from a player perspective. And then Arteta uh, wins the FA, wins the Community Shield, which I know is is as equal on as the uh, Energy Drink Cup mm-hmm. or the Credit Card Cup, whatever you want to call it. Um, I think Arteta's earned it, and at the same time, they're they're still both managing clubs in similar levels right now. Yeah, but um, what I give Arteta is he has an identity with this team. Frank doesn't. So that's that's where I, I say Arteta's better. But I feel like Frank Lampard gets tore up a lot for it. Whereas Arteta, despite having a worse league positioning for the majority of the season, is not getting the same amount of stick. But, you know, I'm an Arteta guy. So I, I just like to point out both sides of it, you know. Hmm. I just feel like we should we should keep that same energy for all of them. Not just the managers we hate. But that's me. That's just me, though. That's an interesting um, conversation. <laughs> Excuse me. Go on, go on. <laughs> Let it out, man. <laughs> Whoa. Excuse me. No, that, that's that's an interesting argument as well. It's like, why are, why are we shitting on Lampard versus uh, Arteta? If we're going on positioning and shit, you know? Yeah. And uh, again, Arteta has won silverware. Um, he didn't spend two hundred mil. He didn't spend as much. Uh, he spent a good amount. Yeah, yeah. We overlooked that a little bit. We we don't slander him enough for it. Spent all that, and you're at what tenth, ninth right now. That's right. No, no, tío. But it but it seems like Arteta's on the up and up, and um, Frank Lampard's on the and, down and, and down, and Chelsea's yeah. on a downward spiral. Um, bueno. So why do we give Arteta a pass? Why do you think? I really don't know. I don't. Based on success. Yeah, I guess trophies and, mean and, a lot. And, yeah, I mean, they mean a whole lot. Yeah, even if they're small ones. The FA Cup? Yeah. I mean, I, I'm not complaining. We we won, we won it and we win it pretty It counts often. towards major silverware. Like, what do you mean? I mean, it is silverware, but I'm saying, like, there's se- there's severities to it, you know? Yeah. Like, the- Wigan, Wigan won it, like, five, six, seven years ago, you know? We don't talk about them much these days. So, it's well, like... Where are it's, they? Yeah. Well, they're they're in the lower leagues. But I'm saying, like, FA Cups aren't memorable, you know? Like, nobody's going to remember who won the FA Cup in 2017. Oh, that, oh okay. You just kind of remember more who wins the league and the Champions League. So, I mean, like, it's a nice trophy, and don't get me wrong... It's nice, but it's like to measure a, a manager's success at a top club on it. Even managers, it helps though. It helps, like, but Ancelotti. It does buy you. It does buy you some time. Ancelotti, like for example, won with Madrid the Champions League, right? Or was it the league? I, I'm it pretty was sure the Champions, Champions League. League. And then the very following and season, he yeah. gets sacked. So it's like 
yeah, if, if that could happen, right. imagine Arteta, like... But, you know, he's the good thing for him is he, he's improving. The board believes in him, and he has I an think, identity. I think there was, there was an understanding where they were building towards something, mm-hmm. whereas with Lampard, it was like, you're the guy. So have I sold you on the idea of getting a manager to build something? That's what Maybe that's what Chelsea need. With no, the, but, but Chelsea... Do, but Chelsea... As a whole, I, me individually, yeah, absolutely. Halfway through the season, you need someone to steer the ship, right? Yep. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And a guy that's trying to build towards an identity isn't going to have that kind of slack in January or February. And so Arteta did get that slack. Well, because he was coming in. Mm-hmm. And Frank at the same time, actually. Frank didn't get that slack, but he doesn't have an identity he's trying to put on his he players. Had, he's had two whole off-seasons. Yeah, yeah. No, but I'm saying, like, uh, the the reason why Frank gets more slack, I think, is that the fact that he doesn't put the identity forward, right? Or has an identity for the team that they're going to run. No, he needs a lot more time managing. Yeah. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if he went to go manage in, in either Scotland or in the championship. Uh, after after his Chelsea spoke. I want to say just stay away from managing and become a pundit. I don't I don't think he has the goods for it. Not every player has. Look at Thierry Henry. I mean, he's been I, and I, yeah, yeah, and I agree with you. I don't think Thierry Henry is a good is a good um manager. It's just management. It's it's a lot more than just showing up, man. Like It's a lot more than like, "Hey, I can do this. You have to too." It's a lot of it's a lot of work, bro. You got to like do your own scouting and I'm you sure have there's to pride involved film. too. Yeah, and these guys, they grow up with a very celebrity lifestyle and, like, putting in the work, I feel like, off the pitch, it's just not always in their nature, especially Frank Lampard. Uh, maybe Arteta a little more. Pep is just a, a crazy guy like that. Was never obsessed with the lavish lavish things that football brings. Just very, like, stuck at home. He was never a star either, though. No, he wasn't. And he was a midfielder, like, uh, a deep-lying midfielder. He's, you don't hear about that too not often. Glamorous. You know? Yeah, not glamorous at all. Um, I think of most. Yeah, it's of hard to think of of a top um, manager. Yeah, who was a good a good to great player. That's like Zidane that was a, is the only guy a, that comes to mind. That was a, an attacking minded mid, midfielder or, or striker. Mm-hmm. And uh, other than Zidane, yeah, Zidane's the only guy who fell into a really good situation. Well, yeah, the, no, really good, really good. Uh, it was a good situation in terms of players, but in terms of the, the of, of the uh, it's Madrid. What was going on at yeah. the moment? With uh, Rafa Benitez, it was for me when when Zidane was hired as the manager. It was like, all right, we have this understanding that you're going to do okay, and you know we don't expect you to do well. You're just like a placeholder sort of situation. Yeah. And what ended up happening was kind of like uh, Ollie. Well, what ended up happening was uh, three Champions League in a row and a title, two yeah. titles. Was it two league titles or one? No, no, one. Just one, one. Just one. Let's remember, Barca. Barca runs the league. Their their league title, the league mm-hmm. title ones. You know. Uh, oh, they scratched by on one of them. Ah, uh, filthy, ooh. dirty, fucking sneaky rats. Ah oh, man. Anyway, um, yeah, that's enough about Chelsea. Uh, Come on, you players. Uh, Chelsea lose two to zero, but really, Leicester was the better team. Leicester. Again, James Madison, who's scoring out of everywhere. And, uh, oh, and Didi's goal was mm. top. It was all right. What do you mean it was all right? It was good. It was, like the, the, the circumstance that created it was all right, but it was a nice goal. It was a nice strike. Yeah, but. But what? 
I just well because it was off a set piece. No, it's just I thought Fernandinho did it better, but it's okay. Okay, just because Fernandinho did it better doesn't mean it was in a great goal. I'm I'm just a big city guy, you know. Yeah, you're a big city guy. Yeah, no. I'm, well, I'm, you're a medium-sized city guy. I'm clowning. Yeah, no, it was a good goal. Ah, it's just one of those things, man. Like you, you score, you concede a goal like that, and it, it'll dictate the rest of the match. And it just, it didn't come from like super open play. It was kind of opportunistic, right? But credit to Ndidi for taking it well. You know, the ball kind of squirts out to the edge of the box. Kind of like Carvajal against Atleti. Um, respect, respect. I mean, Leicester should probably... It was a great strike. Uh, but the build-up wasn't there. I, I Let's just let's just call it a good strike and, and move it. It was a great strike. Ah, uh, great. What do you want? <laughs> uh, great is like Pogba today. But well, did we just... We well, that, that's coming up. Oh, okay, okay. That's that's a great strike. It was a good strike. I, I think it was a good... A good strike. I think he hit it well. It was it was fortunate to come his way like that, but the way he he got it, it was a nice slice of heaven there. Yeah, well, like I said, it was like Fernandinho <laughs> to me. Just not a guy you expect to make that goal. Is all. Yeah, indeed, he's not scoring every week, but James Madison is. Yeah, James Madison, right into the roof. You know, he's just a great player. Come to see, nah, we don't have room for him. Yeah, where would he play? Nah, dude, it's like crazy to say that. I enjoy so many players in the league this year, and I can't say they walk on to City, so that's the shitty part. But Even Jack Grealish isn't walking on, man. I know, man. It's just we have Foden, so we're good. Yeah, that's why I say that. Yeah. I ma- think he takes good one spot, though. He can play anything, man. He can play deep. He can play, he can play one ball. everywhere, man. Yeah. Go on. Yeah, Go yeah. on. Go on. No, no, no. You're, you're, uh, you're. He's got the best calves in the league, um, slick back hair. You know, what can you say, man? The kid can do everything. Can pick a pass like the best of them. My second favorite passer in the league after... Bruno Benandish. No. Um, what's the bloke's name? Oh, Kevin De Bruyne, who I'm wearing, uh, his jersey I'm wearing today because he's the best midfielder in the world. Not only the Prem, the world. But anyways, so we're talking about City. We're not even We're not even on that. Let's move on, shall we? Yeah. Manchester City uh, hosting Aston Villa. Damn straight. Oh, well, this is a good segue. a good match, man. Like, regardless of the score, regardless of opportunity. Closer than it should it was have been. A, it was a really uh, good match. Both teams are going at it. Yeah. Obviously, City control possession. That's what they do. Pues obvio. Some but Aston Villa, Aston Villa had their chances. They went at it. Hammer and nail, you know. But, but it's City, you know. It's, no shame. it's funny because I told you this earlier and, and uh, you sounded like you didn't like it, but although City created more and deserved to win, did more to win, I should say, mm-hmm. they were fortunate to go to get the goals that they did. Yeah, but we created enough chances to earn that luck. Right, know? right. That's what I'm saying. It's like yeah. they, they, they were they were the team that that uh created more mm-hmm. and did more to win. But they were lucky to score. But the ones that they did get... Ah, I know. Like that Bernardo strike, like he has no business putting it in the top corner. Well, the offside call that wasn't called. That wasn't an offside by the letter of the law. Technically. Letter of the law, man. It's in the book. But the ball comes forward off of whoever was in the midfield. Rodri was coming back. He was Mm. going toward the ball. I don't know. That's up for interpretation. But but the fact that means touched it made it onside. Yeah, so it's like he goes towards the ball. Yeah. Again, technically not offside, 
that's the thing. Is Rodri supposed to keep running towards the goal? He he's trying to get back on side, you know. So it's like. But he was going towards the ball. Yeah. On most other plays, when you go towards the ball, and even when there's a player that has, that's not involved with the play, mm-hmm. if he's quote unquote obstructing a goalie, not doing nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, but I mean it. It's a circumstantial play. It's a, you know? Exactly. So it's exactly. not. It's not a valid offside but for it, me. It, it's, it's not the not, player who scored the goal. You know. Right, but he again, but he's the one that that made the play. All right, let's. And that, and that was a brain fart by Mings by not blasting it out. Yes, Mings, yeah. Mings should have first timed it, you know, into World Z. Yeah. That's and, not. That's not the question. Mm-hmm. Um. Technically not offside, and I'm not going to question it. I'm not going to say it's an invalid goal. Yeah. I won't say that. I'm sure it went but they were But they were, they were pretty unfortunate that yeah. I that mean, means they didn't have a brain fart, is what I'm saying. Yeah. And then the penalty. The penalty, clear handball. Yeah, yeah, clear. But Matty Cash, what's he going to do with his hand? Yeah, I mean, you know. But again, City uh, did more than enough to score more than two goals. Yeah, yeah. Right. This is a yeah, that's standard the, routing, really. Um, Newcastle. Two I mean, zeros are routing now, wow. Okay. Oh, I mean, standard routing in terms of chances created. Let's have a look at that. Yeah, go 28 ahead. 28 shots. Fucking hell. 28. Some teams How many were on target? Nine. Nine, nine on target. That's, That's pretty, pretty good. good. That's pretty yeah. good. 69% possession. It wasn't even close, lads. I think the match closer. wasn't close. No, oh, no, you're no. out of your mind. You're they had out of your f- mind. They had a few nice you can't, chances. No, no, uh, that's not. That's not. A, that's not a match that you're doing. A, you're you're disrespecting the match itself. You're disrespecting <sighs> the match itself by saying that it wasn't close because both teams went at it. Yeah. Why don't you go ahead and read a Villa's numbers? Let's go ahead. Let's let's take a look at that. Um, Villa, I have 11 shots in total. Mm-hmm. Only four on target. Four on target. Maybe deserved one. Let's say. I'm not buying it. Most of them were on counters, and their strikers aren't clinical, whether it's Ollie Watkins, Traore, whoever you want. Grealish, his game wasn't really great. I don't know if it's down to our defense, but he just couldn't really cook today. Ross Barkley, I, I thought, did okay. He did turn the ball over a few times, but it's a testament to our defense. There was not a moment where I felt they had a clear chance, like, well, fuck, he should have really had a few good chances. I was like, fuck, he really should have scored that. Well, here. Were the, you looking through your Manchester City's yeah, I'm a classes. City fan. The only the only play that scared me the most was when a ball got crossed in, and I think Traore was going to get on the end of it. Ruben Diaz has a great interception where you claim he's fortunate not to score that on goal uh, as an own goal. But and he, I, yeah, yeah, and he, uh, well, he I, slides in with both feet up, mm-hmm. barely getting the ball, and it pops over. Yeah, that's that's great defending. That's, I, I'd prefer that than the ball going directly to the striker and he right, just tapped No, no, of course, of course, yeah, 100%. So, but at the same time, that easily could have gone in. Yeah, that either goes over or in. Yeah, and but there's it no, didn't. there's no in and between. That was for and that for me to say that that's great defending. Well, without question. Well, we already yeah. know where your uh, where your head is lying. He and I'm not going to blame you for it. Yeah, of course, no, of you're course happy. Not. You're happy that you won it and that you were in first place yeah, I mean, for 90 minutes. If we keep up keep up this form, we might break the record for uh, most you know or least amount of goals allowed in a season. I hope we do. Probably not going to happen no. though. Just the way things are. But nah, man, I. <laughs> Aston Villa, they had a, like a chance or two where I was. I'm like, sure. Okay. I'm sure the city fans have come up with the with the stats. So go give it to me. <sighs> All right. What is it? Um. So, Phil Foden had. No, I'm just kidding. Phil no, Foden was amazing. No, I mean, I mean the least amount of goals allowed for a season. Oh, it's Chelsea. It's thirteen, or sorry, fifteen, something like that. We're, oh, you we're, guys are you guys are gonna break it? No, we're not. We're not. No. But we're we're pretty That's damn insane. close. Yeah, it's insane. Fifteen. Yeah. yeah. I have thirty-eight matches. Yeah, yeah. The just you know if you ever want to go. I don't know. 2007. Was that Mourinho? Mourinho yeah. Damn, yeah. Um, I'm sure they didn't score much, but, you know, 
defensively they were good. But yeah, City beat Villa as as expected. Hmm. Could have been more, that's like you said. I, I called it. I mean, I, I was telling you before. That's that's a win. It's a win, but it was still a really good match, and I think it's disrespectful to say that it wasn't a good uh, match. Sorry, Villa fans, if you feel disrespected, but it was a good match. We created. I think, much I think more. it was one of the best matches I've seen all season. It was okay. Really. I just, I mean, like... Did, Why, because you didn't score more? No, no, I was frustrated. Yeah, the fact that we didn't score, it took so long for us to score. But, like, we were just constantly the aggressor, you know? And that's that's what it's supposed to be like. And Villa is... That's what Villa's supposed to do, you know? Look, I feel like I have to sneeze. Yeah, go ahead. Wait, is this, is this thing on? Yeah, it is oh, on. Sorry. <laughs> what do you mean? Is... <laughs> It's on. You want me to pause it? No, no, it's okay. No, I just I didn't know if you had any more two cents on the game. No, um, um, no, no, no that's pretty much it. Um, so moving on, uh, we'll go on to uh, oh, and and that season where they only conceded fifteen. Yeah, they they won it. It was yeah, fifteen. Yeah. yeah, crazy. That's insane. That's a that's a crazy stat. Yeah, fifteen goals in thirty eight games. Yeah, it's pretty good. Parking the bus, you know, that's what it does. Well, they won. They won. Yeah, they and won. So they you win can it. park a bus. They win it with allowing the least. We win it with scoring the most. Which one would I pr- rather be part of? I think you know the answer. But hey, credit to Mourinho. Winning is winning, like Dom Toretto said. Hey man, I would you rather win like the the Warriors or just barely squeak by like the Pistons? I'll let but you. They answer. didn't barely squeak by. They only allowed fifteen goals. No, no, no. I mean in terms of, of scoring and like being offense, an offensive powerhouse that you have no answer to. I, I'm more, I, I love offense more than defense, but that's just me. I, I get it. Like there's people that are defensive purists. I totally respect that. It's just not my style. I'd never want to see City become that. But the moment they well, do. You're becoming that now. Yeah. But, you know, even then. Like, and, you're happy, and you're celebrating being a great defensive side. But how many great defensive sides have been also generating as many chances as we do while maintaining possession? Uh, you hey, guys you aren't a great attacking side. Uh, I don't care what it is. We're, we're a great attacking side without a striker. Great. Without a striker. That's all we need. If we had a center forward, man, we'd be walking the league right now. You guys walking. aren't a great attacking side. Oh, man. But of course not. I mean. We were a few seasons ago when we had our strikers. Oh, we're all we're talking about history now. Yeah, history, man. You can't you got to bone up on which, the knowledge. Which uh, Manchester City have plenty of. Yeah, uh, you know we have a few records that probably won't get broken ever, unless by ourselves. But we'll we'll have to wait on that. Anyway, uh, well, uh, Liverpool was there. Liverpool was there. You guys were shaking in your boots. Oh no. You know, like you said. And by the way, uh, Chelsea that season were at a plus 57 goal differential. Not bad. Not bad. Plus 50, 72 goals in favor, second place, only to Arsenal, who had 87. Wow. 72. 87 goals. And we scored 28 more goals than them in a season. How many did you allow? Oh, well, that's well, a different story. That. Yeah, I don't, I don't worry about the defense. Offense is the best defense in my book. Maybe not this season for City. Yeah, your, ble- your best player is a defender. I'm not cagar. <laughs> I know. That's a blessing, isn't it? He's better than KDB, huh? Imagine that. Well, he's playing better than KDB. KDB second in the assist category despite having the least amount of goals scored during his whole tenure in City at this point. So 
I think what it's a mean? testament. Like, normally by this amount of time, City have scored a lot more goals. Yeah, he's still leading in assists. It's pretty impressive, you know? Yeah, a lot of those assists are circumstantial. We already went through that. Oh, man. They're not fully creative assists. Are, are Harry Kane circumstantial as well? Or is it only when it's a City player? What do you mean? I don't know. I there, just there are a lot of well, some of them have been. Yeah, and I've said it. That's right. I'm not going to deny it. That's for It's funny that season too, and we're we're I'm going to be off topic a little bit. Fourth place was Everton that season, mm-hmm. which is weird to say, but they were in third place with a negative one goal differential that season. Cool. Everton. Oh, Everton. Oh. Yeah, it's crazy. Fourth man. place, Champions League side. Conceding more than they allowed, than they scored. This is so weird. That never happens. Everyone else was at a plus, even up to Tottenham were in ninth place that season. But we're focusing on the history now, so. I'm um, just looking at that season <laughs> in particular. Southampton got relegated that season, by the way. Can you look at 2017-18 season, or is that history too recent? Uh, well, that's, uh. that's still that's still history. I'm just looking uh, at the at the 2004-05 season. The one that you were talking shit about? Yeah, no, no, hey. I mean, do you want to discuss the United match against Fulham? That was the following. No, that's match. history. Oh, it is. <laughs> Everything is history. This pod is history in the well, grand scheme. Uh, yeah. Until it goes live. That's right. Yeah. But yeah, think about that while you smoke that weed. Oh, no, no. They don't do that, man. That's Are bad for you guys. smoke weed? Uh, I, can't, I can't speak for all of them. How much do you think they're laughing that we're bickering at each other over this bullshit? I don't know, man. I hope I hope a lot. I would be like, <laughs> I'd be like, these motherfuckers are petty. Yeah, I. You want to move on to the United match though? Or? Fulham versus Manchester United uh, today, mm-hmm. January twentieth. Uh, Fulham scored first off a Lookman goal, and then uh, Manchester City decided that they wanted to play. Oh, United two to one. Yeah. Did I say City? Yeah, yeah. Manchester okay. United, my bad. Rent free. Ah, <laughs> nah, yeah, no, it was a, uh, you know, Fulham struck first really early, and then United countered like. Well, if we're talking about City, they tied with Fulham. Oh, I know, yeah, but then again, <laughs> uh, you know, Villa gives you guys a tough time, so. And with our game in hand, just keep that first place warm for us, cause we'll be needing that, going forward. But uh, anyways. Uh, <laughs> Uh, in terms of... Uh, oh, I love this kid. Ah, uh, man. Yeah, I, I totally veered off track. Lookman scored his goal, and then about like 20 minutes later, Cavani scores off a hiccup from Ariola, who... Well, there was a ball that was going in low. Mm-hmm. What's he going to do about that? Probably not give it to the striker, but it happened, you know. It mistake. bounced. It, mistake, yeah. Mistake, and Cavani capitalizes like a good forward does. And then for a large part of the game, it was it was kind of like a stale, you know, dead stalemate. I wouldn't call it a stalemate though. United were better; they were creating a lot more. Ah, well, that's exactly what I was saying about the game against Villa. But um, I, I agree. Yeah, they created a lot more. Um, wow, well, I never actually, said that. I never said that Villa was better. No, no, I know, but it, there was definitely a golfing class. Um, and actually, in this game, both teams had the same amount of shots on target. But credit to United for you know they they held the ball a lot longer. You know, but yeah, you know, at the end of the I day, I love how you put it in those words. Yeah, I mean, it's the truth. They had sixty-two like, versus thirty-eight. But held the ball longer sounds a lot different than had more possession. Well, yeah, because presentation, man. The 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 thing is, you can hold the ball so long, but when if you hold the ball that long, you should at least have more shots than the opponent. That wasn't the case. 
So, I mean, holding the ball for me is like you're holding on to it. You're not moving forward with it. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. They, they did dominate possession. That sounds a little bit better. And they beat ultimately opposition that's destined for relegation. Um, would I be worried? Yeah, I mean, it took a, a wonder strike for you to win. A great strike by Pogba on his left foot. And, yeah, that, that rode it all. Against a team that you couldn't beat. Yeah. It, and we don't measure we don't measure the league on just Fulham, especially a relegation bound team. Liverpool. Oh, I'm not saying we're gonna win the league just because we beat Fulham. I never said that. Yeah, I mean, there's teams City have beat that United have lost to. I don't even think about it because it's so many by now. But um, so many. Yeah, just well, so many that you're in first place, right? We will be as soon as we get our game in hand. I mean, we're we're already beating you in goal differential. It shouldn't be too hard. Who's your game in hand? Oh, it's uh, Everton, huh? But since we're doing that, I mean, let's not forget what City did to United recently. Easy money, but on oh, their energy drink cup. Ah, uh, yeah, it's a cup, so it's it doesn't count. But um, yeah, I mean, good result well, for you United. Guys are, you guys are going to count that, right? Towards your uh, trophy because that matters so much. No, I think the fact that it's a derby win. It's much more significant. It's always funny. Like I like I see United as little brothers when we play them, and they sometimes beat us, you know. But fair enough, or draw with us. But that's easy money for us. But that's why we're gonna get first place, and I'm not too worried about United being top at the moment. I like I said, I don't think they'll sustain it. But this was a good match. Much needed three points. Close game. A lot closer than it should have been, really. But in terms of the score, yeah. In terms terms of of the play, it wasn't close at all. Same shots on target, so a little closer yeah. than... Well, than tar- well, shots on target are one thing, but the play is what dictates. Yeah, certainly. And uh, play dictated uh, more goals than uh, Fulham. So, 2-1 yeah. to one win. And uh, that's the end of the match week for the Premier League. Um, any any party thoughts on the Premier League? No, I love I love where City are at, at on the table right now. Mm-hmm. I think once we play that game in hand, uh, we're on we're on a good streak, and I feel like we're we're gonna sustain it. Just currently, we have a really good uh, formula, so I really can't wait for the for the following games. Honestly, it's gonna be a blast. Gotcha. Yeah. Um. So moving on from that, uh, was there Spanish football this weekend? I don't think so. Yeah, there wasn't. Mm-hmm. Nah, nah, just mostly cup games. <clears throat> yeah, it was cup games. Um, I don't know if I watched any. Nah, man. Yeah, I didn't really get a chance to. Spanish football. Uh, there was well, there was some 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 league games yesterday. So we'll just run through that real quick right now. For sure. Uh, Cadiz versus Levante, two to two. Valladolid versus Elche, two to two. And then Sevilla, which actually earns a really good win over uh, Alaves. Yeah. Two to one. Good Getafe result. versus Huesca today was Getafe one to zero. Betis wins today as well. Two to one. Uh, Canada scores two. And then Villarreal versus Granada. Uh, two to two. Decent amount of goals. Yeah, a lot of goals this week. A lot of draws too. Yeah, but uh, nothing, nothing surprising. So, oh wait, we didn't do a preview of the upcoming Premier League. Uh, I know, fucking yeah. hell. So we'll we'll rewind a little bit. All right, so this coming up week for Liverpool, I mean for uh, the Premier League, Liverpool versus Burnley. I see a draw. Yeah, I could see that happening the way Liverpool are playing right now. I don't really see Liverpool beating Burnley. It's either a draw or like five, five one, five nil. 
I don't know, man. Like, even I think Burnley, they're always going to play very defensively. So, I mean, I mean, it's hard to score five on them. But I think Liverpool right now, they'll be happy with a draw against a team that sits so deep. So, you know, yeah, I say I say a draw as well. Yeah, and I probably I see, say I see a draw, too. And uh, that's that's where Liverpool starts kind of getting separated from the top dogs. Yeah, totally. Aston Villa hosting Newcastle on Saturday. Hmm. I'll take Villa. Up the fucking villains. Yeah, I'll take Villa as well. I think they'll be they'll be up for that match. Yeah, after losing to City, it's a it's a good win. Yeah, and Ross Barkley, you know, getting more minutes now, coming back from injury. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's destined for him to have a big game. He didn't have a bad match <clears throat> against City. He wasn't bad, yeah. And then uh, on Tuesday, January twenty sixth, Crystal Palace hosting West Ham. Oh, mm. oh yeah, straight. Huh? That's a good match. I'll take Crystal Palace. I have a two-two draw there. Mm. Yeah, I think both teams are pretty equal. Um, if Zaha plays, I think it does give them an edge. But the way West Ham is playing, Mikel Antonio gaining form again, I could just see them, you know, scoring at the very least. Okay. So yeah, two-two, two-twos in that. Not bad. Newcastle versus Leeds. Yeah, Come I think. On, Leeds. Yeah, I think it's time for Leeds to win a game. You know, mm-hmm. it's been time. And it'll be crazy too, like four zero, four one. Hopefully, you know they they're gonna need that goal differential to to benefit them. You know where they're at, where they're at at the table. Yeah. Come um, on, Bumford. Yeah, they they're definitely gonna need a performance from him. Bumford and Sons. Yeah, and then uh, Southampton against Arsenal. Wow, that's a good one. Hmm. Yeah, I say Arsenal should win that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, probably like one nil. I don't think it's gonna be an easy one. Maybe that's a tough match. Yeah, I two mean Southampton are a good team. Two one, one one. Yeah, one zero. It could be. I'll yeah. take I'll take Arsenal on that one. Yeah. And then uh, West Brom hosting Manchester City. Yeah, that match can be a headache or it could be easy money. I'm gonna go with easy money, just the way <laughs> we're playing lately. So yeah, I think I think we'll win that two nil. Didn't uh, didn't they play recently? Yeah, last time we played was pretty recently and we we drew against him 1-1 slabbing billets uh notoriously the last game he managed for them so yeah i mean they're a tough team they they have a very defensive setup but lately we've been having luck breaking that down whether it be via free kick or shots outside the box have been just piling up lately so yeah i'm hard pressed to choose west brom or even a draw on that one i'll take a city routing on that yeah yeah i mean that's what i'm hoping for and then uh, Burnley hosting Villa on yeah. Wednesday, twenty seventh. Come on, Villa! Yeah, I'll 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 take a one one draw. <laughs> I like Villa, but smash and grab. I think Burnley are they always give them trouble. There's actually a, a rivalry between them, so I just know it's gonna be a shitty, shit housery game. I should say. Yeah, and then uh, ooh, that same day, uh, Chelsea hosting Wolves. That's a good one. Yeah, I have a. Uh, Damn, actually, I have Chelsea winning that. Will Chelsea have a new manager, or will this one be the one that saves Lampard's job for another week or two? I think I think they'll they'll still have uh, Frank Lampard as manager there. I doesn't. I think if they would have sacked him, they would have sacked him already. So they're probably either going to let him ride out for the rest of the season, or wait for him to lose two or three more games, and then you know cut the cord. But yeah, I think Frank Lampard will be there. But I think the way Wolves are playing, Chelsea are just too superior in terms of talent. And set pieces even, so yeah. Fuck I, it, Wolves, 2-1. to one. I could see it. It wouldn't be out of the realms of possibilities. Because they haven't won in a good while, too. Yeah. 
Anyway, uh, Brighton hosting Fulham. Yeah, that's a good one. Say like 1-1. <laughs> yeah. That's fair. Everton hosting Leicester. That's a good one, too. Um, I'll, take, I'll take Everton. No, nah, I'll take Leicester, man. They're, they're too good. Everton is Everton's lukewarm. Le- Leicester's due for a loss. Yeah. All right, and then the last one, uh, Manchester United versus Sheffield United. 3-1. to one. Yeah, that's... United doesn't keep clean sheets, and they're a lot better than Sheffield. Yeah, yeah, they should beat she- Sheffield, you know. I I struggled to see Sheffield even scoring, too, truthfully. Okay. 2-1, maybe 2-0. Okay. Yeah. All right, so then we'll move on to the rest of the Spanish. And, uh, all right, let's get into it. So for Spain, there was only, like, Copa del Rey. Um, so we'll just go over that real quick and... Uh, Talk about that. Uh, Almeria beats Alaves 5-0. Alaves is a, a first division team. Almeria, I think, is a second division. So that's pretty big. Uh, moving on from that, uh, just notable matches that we're going to go over. I don't like. I didn't watch any of this because I'm, I'm not really interested in Copa del Rey. It's, it's, very, it's exactly the same as uh, FA Cup, basically. It's just lower yeah. league teams playing against bigger league teams. And it's all Spanish football, basically. Um, next important one is uh, Sevilla beating Leganes 1-0 Sunday uh, Granada beats Malaga 2-1 Osasuna beats Espanyol 2-0 Betis beats Sporting 2-0 Valencia wins 2-0 Villarreal beats Tenerife 1-0 and then on on, uh, the 20th today uh, Real Sociedad beats Cordoba 2-0. And the biggest upset of the ball is uh, Al- Alcoyano beats uh, Real Madrid 2-1. The most upsetting result of all time. But hey, that's a third division side beating the biggest daddy of them all. So yeah. you got to give them credit for that, right? Yeah, yeah. It was they, an extra they, time. They played their hearts out. Yeah. And, that, and that's about it. Uh, I think I think the other one was a Super Cup, the yeah. Spanish Super Cup. Supercopa, yeah. Uh, Bilbao had beaten the Real Madrid in the in the semifinal, and then in the final had to face Barcelona. Mm-hmm. Obviously, they win 3-2. to two. Yeah, yeah, they did, yeah. So that's a big win for a club like that. For a club like Real Madrid or Barcelona, if they won that, mm-hmm. it'd be just a blip in the radar. So for someone like Bilbao, it's yeah. huge. It's yeah, compared to, to Barca or Real, yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, which is a good win. And Yaki Williams scoring a banger of a goal, that's my guy. Yeah, that was a really nice goal from outside the box, you know. Kinda like Pogba's goal almost. Except this one was more placed in the top corner, like he couldn't have placed it better. Uh just a great strike from Inyaki. But yeah, they win that and then uh we'll just go over the matches that are gonna occur this weekend or in the near future uh thursday oh shit thursday uh 21st valencia hosting osasuna yeah it's a good one i, I think valencia should win that mm-hmm. two to one yeah some eibar versus atletico yeah that's that's food it's hard to, to really go against atletico right now they're playing uh, you know just solid football 
that's food. Um, two to zero win for me. Levante versus Valladolid. Draw, in my opinion. Yeah, probably like a you know nil nil draw. Nil nil. Nil nil. Uh, Westcar versus Villarreal. Uh, that has to be Villarreal, right? Yeah, has to, but uh, it's just so hard to tell. I'll say probably Villarreal, though. And then Fevilla versus Cadiz. Yeah, that's a good one. I'll probably take Cadiz on that one. I yeah. think Sevilla are the better team, but I, I just, Cadiz have a lot of heart, you know? Mm-hmm. They, they play really well against the bigger sides, and then we'll go ahead and lose to Wesca or something. Yeah, of course. That's how it goes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll give it to Sevilla. Two to one. Because <laughs> Sevilla doesn't really blow teams out for some reason. Yeah, yeah, it's not really in their characteristics. Real Sociedad versus Betis. That's a good one. Yeah, I think Sociedad should win that. They should, yeah. It's a better team. They have to. They have to if they want to still be considered contenders or at least a Champions League side. Yeah, and then Alavés versus uh, Real Madrid. Oh, my God. Wow. Um, I just know Alavés is going to put in a shift, you know? Well, they just recently beat Real Madrid like a month ago. Yeah. A month and a half or so. Um... I'll take Real Madrid three to zero. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, who do you got? Uh, well, Alaves one zero. <laughs> uh, a, a shitty fucking smashing grab. Yeah, I think it's just gonna be unlucky. Yeah, but you know that's that's the game sometimes. So Real Madrid's pissing me off, because um, this whole season has been like kind of <laughs> up and down, but we've been 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 able to grind out results. Yeah. And then in December, after Champions League, or even during Champions League, it seemed like we turned a corner and we had a really good string of results. I think it was like five, six, seven games where it was like, I think out of those, maybe five or six wins. Yeah. And all of a sudden now it's draw. Yeah. And it started off last week with the, uh, who was it, uh, Elche? Elche, yeah. Struggled with that draw. Be. And then this week, the loss against uh, third division side. Yeah. And all of a sudden now, Zidane is in the hot seat. Yeah. I think also it doesn't help that Atletico keep winning their matches and right. Barca have improved. So now there's just that added pressure. You know? Yeah. So is Zidane in the really, really in the hot seat? Uh, it's hard to tell, man. Um, I don't know if he deserves to, but... For a club of uh, like Raul's caliber, you, you know you'd expect to be competing for the league. Every there's not year. a whole lot of room for error. Yeah, and there's he also hasn't really shown us. Uh, I don't know any ingenuity with the well, players. Zidane is infamous for going with what he knows. Yeah, but he's also good at burning players out and 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 players that are destined or supposed good players. Yeah, decline. Yeah, Jovic, obviously the example. Hazard. Well, that's not that's not, that's not of Zidane's work. That's more of, Z, of Hazard injury problems and also fit fitment issues. Yeah, yeah. Or um, fitment is that the word? Yeah. Or fitness. My bad. Oh, fitness. fitness. Yeah. Fitness oh, I, I thought you were talking about like fitting them into the to the. No, because that's not a problem. And then the defense is also always being tinkered on. Um, so, 
if Zidane is really in the in the hot seat, who would you tap to replace him? I really don't know, man. Honestly, uh, all the all the good managers are being taken. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the thing. Pochettino, Pochettino's taken. So Pochettino was the one that's the shoe in. That was the guy I really thought. But that's so. when. But that's when uh, Real Madrid thought we were turning the corner, and all of a sudden now it's like, yeah, um, disappointing results. Probably Tuchel. Tuchel is the only guy that really comes to mind. And Chelsea looks like they're looking at him for yeah. Chelsea are looking the at Lampard him too. replacement. I don't know. I don't know if I really. I really don't know who they'd go for. Honestly, there's not too many candidates from Spain that I know of. There probably is in their realm. I don't follow La Liga that extensively. Well, are you of the opinion that Zidane is really in the hot seat? It's hard to tell, man, because it's all speculation. I have no bearing on it. I think he's been in the hot seat for a while, just off of uh, kind of barely. You know, oh, the, the league helped him, the league title, but. I don't know if I I just never felt comfortable with Zidane as a manager in for a league win, you know. Uh just the consistency isn't always there with him. So yeah, I think he is. I just don't have a direct replacement for him. Nagelsmann and Ten Hag would be nice, but I don't typically associate that brand of football with Madrid. So they'd have to do a, a overhaul of how they do things. So and the way they normally do things is they hire the popular manager, the established manager. The only person I think of is Tuchel right now. So yeah, that's who I would. I think they're gonna go for. Mm. In Chelsea's case, is different, just because I. They're they're similar and different in many ways. Yeah, but it's just like Madrid's more established than Chelsea, you know, and what the success they're coming off of last year is. But, just, but the fact that that Real Madrid has always been a sort of club that is almost a revolving door of managers. Yeah, they're very similar to Chelsea in that way for sure. I just don't know. Just the fact that. That Zidane has been consistent over the last four or five seasons doesn't make it any different than Real Madrid over the last 20 years have probably had over nine, eight, maybe even ten managers. Yeah. Yeah, they do. They, even when they're successful, they get they get the boot sometimes. So I'm surprised he hasn't gotten the boot sooner. But then again, like every time he's about to, you know, kind of look like he's in the hot seat, he'll get a win and it distracts people again. So, yeah, it looks good. And then all of a sudden. Yeah. Anyway, uh, moving on from from that, the next preview is um, Osatuna versus uh, Granada. Yeah, that's a good one. I say Granada should win that. Yeah. I'll take Osasuna. <laughs> uh, just just to yeah stir the pot. No way. Elche versus Barcelona. Yeah, it should be a Barca win. Elche, let's go. But yeah, Barcelona wins that one. Yeah, they should, man. Celta Vigo versus Abar, that's not bad. I don't know. Uh, that's a good one. I'll take Abar. Mm-hmm. I was about to say that. I I know Sal, uh, Brian Gill, Salvatierra, you know, some good some good players in that side. And then uh, rounding that day off is Atletico versus Valencia. Yeah. I think this is a game where Atletico drop points. Could be, could be. I tip them to win it though. I, I just think they're too good, and yeah, just got better players, better manager. They're just riding a nice, uh, you know, wave of form at the moment. Joao okay. Felix is, you know, a little quiet right now, but this is a game where he can capitalize. So. We'll see. And then last to round off the match week is uh, Athletic Bilbao. Yeah, hosting Getafe. Athletic Bilbao, the Spanish Super Cup champions. Have at it, boys. Yes, sir. Get that win, 2-1. to one. Yeah, I think they're going to win that. 
Okay, and that's uh, that's it for Spanish football. Um, anything we need to go over? Oh, transfer rumors? Yep. Yeah, I do have some. We'll go over that, and then we'll leave with parting thoughts, and that'll be it. We've gone on a pretty good while. So. Yeah, so the first the first transfer rumor is a La Liga player, Sevilla player, um, Naziri. Uh He's rumored to go to West Ham. I think that would be a solid move for him, although West Ham probably isn't as good as Sevilla. But it's about you know going to a tougher league, I think, and that's a perfect team to go to. can have an effect much like uh, Dimitri Payet had a few seasons back. Oh, that prick. Um, and then, you know, I could see him having that kind of effect. Then uh, from Chelsea, Fikayo Tomori, uh, one of their younger players, is, is set or rumored to join AC Milan. That would be an interesting move. Um, relatively low risk for a young guy. Uh, not a lot of big money. So, yeah, that's a good move. Um, following that, staying in the Prem, it's uh, Divock Origi. He's rumored to go to Wolverhampton. I think uh, they desperately, desperately need a player like him. I think it'd be a good move for him too to get some 90 minutes under his belt and play more frequently especially with Raul being out and little injuries here and there mm-hmm. then uh Julian Brandt from Dortmund is rumored to go to Arsenal that's one rumor and I also have Odegaard rumored to go to Arsenal as well so those are two midfield options that Arteta might have a chance at I'll probably go with Odegaard just because on the fact you could still get him on the loan without having to commit to, to pay for him. And it could still benefit Odegaard and benefit Arsenal. Yeah. But Julian Brandt is a good shout as well. Just a really you know talented midfielder, proven at both uh, club and national level. And then uh, after that, we have uh, Juan Mata. He's uh, set to go back to his home, Valencia. Really? That's a rumor. And I believe it, too, because, I mean, he's kind of, like, not playing as he's much fringe. as he should. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, might as well do that. And then uh, for Madrid, Rainier is also rumored to go to Valencia. I don't know if that'll happen. Um, Wait, he's a Madrid player? Yeah, uh, it's the Brazilian guy you guys signed. I don't know if you loaned him did, out. Did they really sign him, though? I, I didn't even know yeah. that they signed him. They signed him, and then I don't think they ever played him. I mean, I think he went to play with the youth teams, but that'd be a pretty cool thing to see, just to see what he comes out and does. You know, I remember he was super emotional when he signed with Real Madrid, but I was like, I've never heard of this cat. I don't know how good he is. Yeah, he was a big deal. Um, and then my favorite signing or rumor so far is uh, John Philippe uh, Mateta. So the player plays for Mainz in Germany, French striker, twenty three years old, six four. Uh, just if I were to compare him to somebody, he reminds me a lot of like Sebastian Haller, for example, and he's rumored to join Palace. So I think that's amazing if he's able to join them and uh, link up with Eze and Zaha, and then have Benteke to kind of learn under. It'll be a cool little move, low risk, big reward possibly. Uh, it's just kind of a shame that he's gonna have to go play for Roy Hodgson. We'll probably have him taking corners and shit. <laughs> um, but uh, junior, and then after that, staying in La Liga is Junior Firpo. He's rumored to also go to AC Milan. AC Milan's been really active, and uh, staying on Milan, they signed Mandzukic this week. So, Mandzukic, yeah. yeah. So that's official. Alaba to to Madrid is pretty much official. That's another one. These are not Who? rumors. Uh, David Alaba. Oh yeah yeah, 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 yeah. And then uh, Diallo went to United, and we might have discussed this last week. I don't Diallo, remember. Diallo, yeah, Diallo is a Madrid player. Yeah, and Sebastian Haller uh, with Ajax already scored his his debut goal with them on his first the match. So, yeah, and uh, I mean it's worth noting, even though he's still with Real Madrid, but um, uh, Jovic going back to Frankfurt and bagging immediately, pretty Two crazy. Goals, yeah, 
got himself a brace. So, yeah, those are all the rumors and a few established transfers from the last time we spoke. So, yeah, some pretty good pretty good transfer rumors there. Mm-hmm. Not a whole lot as, as in past summers or winters, I should say. But, yeah, it's, you know, it's kind of expected. Yeah, and that, I think that's that's pretty much it um, for uh, reviews, previews, and uh, the transfer market. Anything? Any parting thoughts that we have? No, not really. Oh, the last thing is. Uh, oh, you you didn't. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. I didn't want. You didn't mention or fawn over Ronaldo breaking the score record or well, whatever. Ronaldo, record he broke. the greatest scoring player of all time. Yeah, yeah, he's the greatest scoring for sure. Um. Not the greatest player. He's got the, he's got the record. Goal-scoring record? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, yeah. I agree. He's the best goal-scoring player, but not the greatest player. I just feel like people get those two confused sometimes. I think, uh, well, in, in, in today's times, we equate goal-scoring with greatness. Mm-hmm. Or numbers, assists, XG, yeah, goals. And uh, we forget to look at the players as they do. During the game, because there there was always that thing where Ronaldinho could play like shit for eighty nine minutes, but in the ninetieth minute, he would do a Rabona or a Elastico and yeah, create a goal out of nowhere. But it's like you didn't do shit (laughs) for the rest of the time, and, and this is what we were expecting, and we're and that's all good and well, but Ronaldo has consistently scored. Done shit. Definitely, yeah. There's, he's one of those players that will always have a nose for a goal. And he's always going to be playing. Like, he's running for the goal. He's making off-run, uh, off-the-ball runs. Totally. And yeah. he's he always finds himself in the right place, and that's why he's become the greatest scorer of all time. In yeah. terms of the record, the number of goals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't disagree with that. No, no, no. Well, will he stay the greatest scoring player of all time? Yeah, yeah, I think for for the foreseeable future, you think I, you think you don't think Messi's gonna well, Messi slow down quite a bit. It's just Messi's not Messi scores a tons of tons of goals. Messi's a goal scorer. I don't care what anybody says. He's a goal scorer. He's everything. He's a goal scorer. He's a creator. Um, you know, he's not a great defender. Neither is Ronaldo. But I'm saying like goal scoring. I definitely agree. Ronaldo's the best goal scorer. Without bringing Messi into it, just him on his own. I, I appreciate his goal scoring knack. He's done it at a lot of good teams, and he's always been surrounded by great players. It, scoring in Italy for me, prefer you know pr- watching that from a distance. It looks a little easier, the, the pace of the league. But um, you know, take nothing away from that. And I think uh, um, a lot people have made this point, but you're going to continue seeing every year Messi and Ronaldo breaking records every year for the next four years because they're at the the tail end of their career. So the numbers are amassing. So you're going to be hearing uh, headlines like this constantly. Um, and, yeah, it's brilliant to see. It's just kind of a reminder, like, that we won't ever see anything like this again, you know? Yeah. Um, I don't know. For my time, I don't really remember two players constantly breaking records. I don't know if anybody is lifetime, really. Yeah. Players constantly breaking records, constantly doing unheard of things. And these guys do it week in, week out. Uh, it's crazy. Yeah, I it's mean, crazy. it's expected, you know. At this point, like it's like when Kobe was playing in his last 
last two years it's like oh he just passed elgin baylor oh he just passed matt uh, you know mj he just passed so and so it's just he, they're both at that point where they're getting They've been the, doing it long enough the last bit of mileage out of their engines and you know it's just a you know measuring contest of who gets the most miles in on their engine and he's got the most goals and it's no surprise you know um the best goal scorer i've ever seen to this day and i don't think anybody will ever touch that at, le- at least in my lifetime i don't think i'll ever see that you know messi went on a on a run as well himself you know but <laughs> like those that year where he broke the the record for most goals scored on a calendar year that was just a crazy year for him but ronaldo is just always you know scoring wherever he's at even national team you know so yeah yeah credit um I think well, I think we can end off on that. Anything else that you need to say or get off your chest? Nah, man. I think we covered everything. Sweet. All right. Yes, so, bottled soccer talk number thirty-one. Uh, not always agreeable. Not always uh, <laughs> interesting. Well, always interesting actually, but not always uh, not, not always easy on the ears. <laughs> but uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Number 31, Bottle Talk to Talk. We had a good time. Hope you did. Uh, you can find Henry at Henry2Live on Twitter, Henry Eighth on Instagram. Yes, sir. And uh, that's it. Enjoy the Sounds of El Costa. And again, we'll be back next week. Take it easy.